Welcome, fans of the great game. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 1 of At The Net Podcast with A.J. Chabria, CB1, A.K. Craig Bell, that's me, Dave the Brain, and our friend Darian D. Mac McBrayer. Welcome, guys, to At The Net. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being here. Yes. Yes. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is Season 1, Episode 1. Hard to believe we're actually sitting down and doing this today, isn't it? Kick it off. Lead it off. Yes, Craig. Man, this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we've got a lot of great things planned for not only this episode, but future episodes. We've been kind of spitballing, kind of thinking about what we're going to be doing. Man, this is going to be just an exciting podcast, I think, to be able to bring to our viewing audience. Thank you all for listening to... uh, to us from wherever you uh, want to listen from, right? There's all sorts of places you can listen. But we're going to be on SoundCloud for a few episodes, and I think we're going to be going over to Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, anything else that we're going to miss. Maybe we'll be yelling out, out on the tollway or something like that also, too. Maybe, you know, town crier, you know? We we are middle-aged men who've, who've embraced the new school approach, but there's no substitute for town crier. That, that, you know, that's... Yeah. you got to yeah. have a town crier. We're we're have old town school crier? Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you get the megaphone? Do you get the big megaphone also, too, when you get to be the town Crier. And and you have a couple of wood rackets in your other hand. That that's it. We we could we could do that. You know, there's a what, what's that park? And see, so over in London, there's a box speakers speakers box, and you just people get up on the box and Is they just start rambling in Piccadilly. Yes, uh, yeah, the yes. Circus. It, yeah. I just start thinking about that. Just random thoughts that we're going to be start you know talking about. But that's uh, over at I think it's speech speakers corner, maybe speakers box, and they stand up and just people go. And that's what we're going to be doing here. You know, the next. Uh, what, uh, 10, 20, 30 years maybe? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I yeah. want to thank everybody once again. Like I said, I'm uh, CB1, people call me, uh, AJ Chabria. We're going to Dave the Brain, DMAC McBrayer. Man, we got a, quite full, a group. full group here. Yeah. yeah. So we appreciate everybody, uh, like I said, listening and sh- sharing this uh, podcast. Uh, want to talk a little bit about ourselves. So this, this is the only time we're really going to talk about ourselves, maybe for a couple of seconds. AJ, tell us a little bit about yourself. Gosh, I uh, grew up as a tennis player. I'm a fourth generation tennis player and uh, learned uh, learned the art uh, up in just outside New York City where I grew up at a club with a little bit of clay and a little bit of indoors and of course hard courts all over the place too so I feel like I got a really good tennis education from my grandfather father and uncle and I totally fell in love with it and played a little bit in college played a little bit of pro tennis and I've gotten to coach at let's see a little bit on the tour level a little bit in the college levels and for 25 years total at two really, really nice uh, clubs. So I come from that background, and I also learned a little bit about um, not just the game itself, but uh, the equipment related to the game. So I'm passionate about that. I do some play testing for the USRSA. I do some testing for the U.S. Racket Stringers Association, too, in their uh, Master Racket Technician program. So that's kind of what I do, and I also uh, enjoy writing uh, a lot for um, – I've done some pieces for Tennis Industry and quite a few for TennisPlayer.net. Years ago, I was the tour editor, and I traveled a little bit to the U.S. Open or Davis Cup ties, primarily here in the States. But uh, just love uh, love the game, love spreading the word about it, and uh, I'm proud to be on this podcast with you, CB1. Well, this is going to be yeah. fun, man. I'm telling you. How long have you been in the Dallas area? Uh, Dallas. I moved here in 1997. Um, uh, got a, I was a fairly young guy at the time to get a director's position, and I've been there here ever since. So 22 years. 
Yeah, that's a long time. Not bad. Not bad. That's a great run. Now, I want everybody to know you've got one of the most interesting mascots from college tennis. Just real quickly, I know uh, I'm not going to give it away, but tell us where you played college tennis and the mascot that's associated with the college that you attended. I'm I'm most proud of my liberal arts education at a really great school called Oglethorpe University. It's named for the first governor of the colony of Georgia before even 1776 when George, when we became a country here. Um, Oglethorpe University's mascot is the Stormy Petrels. I'm just as proud that it was on David Letterman's list of wacky mascots as number <laughs> right. two number in two. the whole NCAA. You got to the finals. <laughs> number two. We, uh, I guess we must have lost to uh, UC Santa Cruz, the Banana Slugs, which yeah. is a pretty darn great Mascot too. They outslugged you, yeah. I guess. They they got, they got you down. They did the noogie on the on the on the stormy petrel. Just you know, or got something. us. Just got yeah. us. Yeah. And you might the folks at home might be asking, what the heck is a stormy petrel? It's a it's a tiny little bird that is so well prepared in its lungs and in its the oily wings uh, to do transatlantic flights. So it's not uncommon for a uh, for a stormy petrel to go through storms in the Atlantic from say Georgia or Florida all the way to Portugal or Spain or France or England. That's thousands of miles, isn't That's it? That's thousands. They may, I'm guessing they refuel a little bit, have a have a red stripe in the Caribbean or Bermuda or Bahamas or something, <laughs> yeah. or Azores, something. A red stripe it would be a cerveza for <laughs> those who, are, who don't know that uh, what the red stripe is, right? You got to Down stop. in the DR? Is it down in the DR maybe? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, Craig, you got to tell us about you, and I do want to explore Weaver State a little bit, too. Okay, all right. Well, I'm Craig Bell. I'm originally from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, known as the uh, capital of American tennis, Oklahoma. I didn't know if you knew that. Everybody you know, wants to go through Oklahoma to, to play tennis. Now, that, I, I'm fortunate that I grew up in Oklahoma City in the 70s, in the heyday. I'm 59, almost 60 years old, mm-hmm. so I was a product of the tennis boom in the 70s. I grew up playing tennis at Woodlake Racquet Club, the, the Caddyshack of all tennis clubs. It's not golf but it was tennis baby it was funny 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 stuff going on up there at woodlake so if my friends are listening uh at this time uh woodlake racket club was just like what you see on caddyshack on the golf side only on the tennis side but it was a great uh club eight indoor 16 outdoor uh facility uh, it was just a great opportunity for me to to work there play tennis uh, meet people mm-hmm. still friends to this day with a lot of my my contemporaries from Oklahoma City that uh, we played all at uh, Woodlake Racquet Club so i got my cut my teeth there played uh, high school tennis college tennis a couple of places and finished up in Utah at Weber State up in Ogden Utah shout out to the Wildcat Nation up there in the Wildcats. in the northern Utah what i call the Harvard of Utah. So all those who couldn't get into Utah or B, or excuse me, those who couldn't get into Weber State had to go to Utah or BYU. Sorry, guys. You know, but uh, not everybody can get to go to Weber State like I did. And I played uh, very haphazardly pro tennis for about a summer till I realized financial instability wasn't that fun. No kidding. And started off uh, my career teaching tennis and really wanted to start out as a college coach. I really thought that that, that was going to be my my pathway in life, but I ended up uh, more in the uh, country club side of. Uh, you know, teaching tennis been at Bentry now for for 22 years in the Dallas area. Enjoyed tennis, the great game, what it's afforded to my family. You know, we're all uh, in all the bells, know how to play tennis. Have a son that uh, plays and teaches tennis around the area. Oh, Chris. he's a tall kid with a massive serve, and he's got to be high 20s now, or, or almost 30. Yeah, uh, he'll be 29, 29 in about. Let's see, what's today? July the sixth, though, mm-hmm. in about. Let's see, July in ten days. I have to think about that for a second. 16th. July sixteenth. That's right. He'll be twenty nine years old, and I've got three three other daughters that uh, 
all have played tennis. They they know about tennis, but they're not as involved as as Chris is, who teaches tennis as well. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of my story. Um, you know, love tennis, love teaching tennis. Still enjoy, you know, the great game. All the like I said, all the benefits that it's afforded me, and uh, you know, appreciate uh, Bentry Country Club putting up with me you know, for for twenty two years. <laughs> they adore you, Craig, and Craig also gives back to the game in a huge way. He serves as our USPTA Texas president. He's a master pro with the USPTA, USPTR as well, and he writes a really great – we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. A little tennis writes, news you can almost use. Yes, yes, <laughs> and quite a few people react and clap back and appreciate it and love it and use it for uh, not just information but listings and employment oh, yeah. and things like that too. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. To, it's you know, I call this the great game for a reason. You know, It's been great for my family, and, and I – Enjoy all the benefits derived of just sometimes being able to hit a tennis ball a little bit better than other somebody else. I mean, that's all it is. You know, you yeah. start running around, you go in the grand scheme of things. It's it's great to be able to do that, but more importantly, it's it's good to give back because I certainly didn't get here by myself. There was a lot of people who helped me out, so I right. feel, feel an obligation to uh, to give back and and uh, to be. Uh, um, you know, thankful and grateful for what I have, which I, I most definitely am. But Love I've been it. in the Texas area since 87, you know, yeah. so I've been here about 10 years longer. I've been here 32 years and enjoyed uh, working at several facilities besides Bent Tree, uh, Four Seasons Hotel and Resort over in Irving. Pretty, pretty uh, swanky place over there in the uh, Las Colinas area. Beautiful okay. place. World oh, my class, little place. Oh, yeah, man, it's not, not too bad. And then uh, we're going to be talking about some, some places that we've we like as well. That's one yeah. of my favorite places, uh, you know, around the area. You know, San Antonio is down at Oak Hills and then back at the University Club in the Galleria. So I've had a nice, uh, um, you know, stop, uh, four-way stop here basically in the uh, the Texas area. 32 years in the great state of Texas. In the great yeah. state. I've lived in Texas longer than I've lived anywhere else. You know, I would, even though I was born and raised in Oklahoma, I, I'm, you know, I got here as fast as I could. They, you know, actually, you know, the crossing guard about 4 a.m. wasn't looking <laughs> on the Red River. You know, he, Red was, River. he was snoozing. I think he took a quick snooze. And, I, you know, I kind of was slinking through the water. and He didn't yeah. hear me, and I ran past him. So I got you here. Craig got here. I got here. We're, I'm here. We'll, we're all thankful for uh, for your presence, and yeah. glad you're here, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm glad glad to be here. What, what we're going to do on the podcast, I know we wanted to talk about uh, some segments and what we're going to be doing um, we're going to try to do like a, a tennis match. We're watching Wimbledon here on TV kind of as we're, we're doing the podcast. There are three out of five sets, but we're going to go all five sets. We're going to cons- consider this podcast or this match five sets, about mm-hmm. ten minutes a segment. We've got hopefully some, some stuff that people would like to listen to over the next uh, 20, 30 years, right? So we're going to have a lot of segments that uh, featured uh, or five sets, we're going to call them. And about different, just various, all sorts of manufacturing type stuff, soft goods, hard goods. You know, we're going to talk about tournaments. The politics of tennis, maybe some sure. humor here and there, too, Absolutely. folks. We're going to have a good time with that. Oh, yeah. There's there's all sorts of things that I think that uh, we've got uh, on the, the docket, local, regional, international, you know, all sorts of things that uh, might be of interest to, to folks, uh, whether they live in the Dallas area or whether they live in, uh, you know, Melbourne, Australia, or London, England. You know, we're going to try to talk a little bit about uh, everything that's going on kind of at the moment, which is Wimbledon. Uh, it's going on right now. We've got uh, the U.S. Open coming up. We've got a lot of stuff. There's just tournaments, all th- sorts of things that yeah. uh, we can talk about. High school tennis, college tennis, uh, like I said, manufacturers, uh, you know. Hall of items, Fame. Hall of uh, Fame coming up. We've got a tournament up. on grass right here in our own country in Newport, Rhode Island. 
So we'll talk a little bit about that sure. with some international inductees. And I, why don't we do that next week? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Or in our next, that'll be episode two, right? Yeah, that'll S1, be a teaser. E2. That'll be a little teaser, as they say, a little whet the appetite for throwing out that little mind nugget for. I uh, hope everybody caught that when he said whet the appetite, he pronounced the H. Did you catch that? Yeah, I caught that. Like it's spelled, <laughs> I mean, not just on paper, not just on our on our crawl uh, that our producers are doing, but in even in audio, I caught the W H E T. That's you, a that, that's a big that's a big word for somebody from Oklahoma. It yeah, is. That is. It is. Yeah. You don't get that quite a hard hard hitting impactful stuff, you know, everywhere. But at the net podcast, you do. You're going to get things like. You're going to get yeah, it. And yeah. I don't know if it was Oklahoma Public Schools or it was the English Department of Weaver State, but kudos, Wildcats. It was probably I, – I don't, I don't know either one. They're probably <laughs> probably sulking at this point, putting their head down, going, that guy got through you know, education. How do we get him through here? You know? <laughs> that guy's a pretty good writer and a great speaker too. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Well, speaking of writing, guess yes. what happened? We've got – we're going to do a lot of different segments, and we're going to have the story behind the story. And today, and, and there's I a just, big story. I just, I just want to mention, this isn't something that, that Craig just Googles on his phone. He's got an actual book with pages. I do, and I can read. Uh, Did you know that? Yeah. Wow. I learned how to read. How many pages are in that book, right? Well, there are a lot of pictures. Let me put it that way. And, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the print's about uh, 30 fonts. So the, the words, there aren't too many of them. So <laughs> I, I can read. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I do have a book, and it talks about... Uh, moments in history, but we th- we're going to call this segment "Story Behind the Story" because I think that it's an important to know the story. It's kind of like Paul Harvey. Rest of the story, I always liked Paul Harvey back in the day. I'm I'm old old guy here. There's uh, there's always some some things that happen in on various days and various uh, things places whether it's local or whether it's uh, international whatever. But I thought this was it was a really interesting story behind the story on on this date back in 2003. Are you aware of what might have taken place July 6th of 2003? If we're talking about tennis and early July, it is Wimbledon. That's correct. And 2003, if I'm not mistaken, is the day. Uh, Probably the most beloved tennis player in the world, Roger Federer, won his first Wimbledon, his first slam. And not his only one either, right? <laughs> he, he He's won a few to, up, he, hadn't he? He got seven more after that one, but uh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. That is uh, a story behind the story. Roger Federer, the king, I call him the king because yeah. I, I think he is the king. You know, I think most everybody recognizes him as the king. Wins the a major tournament for the first time, defeating your good buddy Scud from oh, Australia. Mark Flipper. The Flippa, Mark Philippousis. Let's say that about 10 times, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that's a tongue twister. 7-6. He won the, the first set, 7-5 in the tiebreaker. 6-2, uh-huh. 7-6. So he won 7-3 seven, seven, in that tiebreaker. So he won 6-2, six, 6 in the men's single-handed championships. Oh. Single-handed championships of the world. Not double, but single-handed championships of the world. Did you know that was on the trophy? Well, let's get to the, the story behind the story in a moment. Tell me about this single-handedness because uh, – when you're the single-handed champion of the world, yes. and you have a single-handed backhand like yes. Mark does, yes. Philippoussis, that is, and, of course, Fed, who were some of the notable double-handers who won it, and were they offended by this trophy that said single-handed? You know, I would think they would, but, we, you know, our crack research department of, of – me, uh, folks. We, <laughs> folks. We do research on we, the show. We huh? did research. You know, we're just not other pretty faces. That's why we're on radio, right? <laughs> we're on radio for a reason. There's no Facebook Live at you this know, point. You no. said it, and our images yeah. are going to be up. So let's smile big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have faces for radio people. So anyway, but yes, we did. I did research. 
and it took about mm, since the beginning of time of Wimbledon. That was back with our buddy. We went to 1877. Yes, when when the first inaugural championships. I believe that was the Warple Road site before they came over here. And there was our buddy Spence Gore. Spencer Gore in 1877 knocked out uh, Mr. Marshall in the finals. And as he did it, he was the single-handed champion of the world. He became the single-handed champion of the world, and it took another almost 100 years before there was a double-handed champion of the world. And would you know who that might be in 1974? 1974. Oh, excuse me, 76. Oh, 74. No, no, 74. 74. Sorry. Because 76, yes. Bjorn Borg with the yes. two-hander. But yes. the, the answer to this one, yes. James Scott Connors of yes. Belleville, Illinois. The Belleville Basher, as he was known by Bud Collins, right? He is. Wow. East St. Louis's finest uh, brilliant two-handed backhand, and he did it. He won it in 74. Yes. Uh, lost it to back to single-handedness. Lost to Arthur Ashe. In that uh, that much ballyhooed final in '75, yes, and then a different double hander won it uh, in '76, as you mentioned. And who was that? And that would be one Bjorn Borg. Oh, he, he won it many many he times in went a row, five in a row, and almost yes. six, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. When he won that, lost that uh, match to uh, Johnny Mack in 1981. And yeah. Johnny Mack restored it to single handed champion uh, th- status. Th- 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 then he just gave it up right after that yeah. back to James Scott Connors again. But yeah. then he won it back again you in '83 and beat. Oh, uh, is that Chris Lewis? Lewis? That is correct. And then '84, we all know James Scott Connors yeah, again. He got Jimmy bad. Yeah. Then after that, uh, it was a while before that you had Boris Becker, Kevin Curran, Lindell, all Pat Cash, Stefan Edberg, '88, be- '89, Becker. Becker. Wow, man, there's '90, Stefan again, '91, Stieck, Stieck, I would think. Stieck. Ah, and then '92. Finally, Mister Image is everything. Either finally way, punched it out. Either way, one of the two handers was going to win because the finalist was also two hander yes. lefty. Yes, uh, Goran. Ivanishevich. Right. Yeah. Why they uh, changed the uh, court surfaces there to slow it down because they have like 55 aces, you know, like in some some of the matches. I mean, it was just – yeah. He, he was the early day forerunner, Dr. Evo and yeah, him Big and, Johnny uh, Isner. and Him and uh, Goran, of course, and uh, you could probably lump Becker into there, but uh, Richard Krychek, these guys were averaging 10 aces per set. Yes. Yeah, so win or lose. Win, win or lose. Yeah. yeah. 49, 52 aces. Uh, in a five-set match regularly, yeah. And, and speaking of Richard Krychek, he knocked it through in, in 96, beat Mal Washington. Oh, American. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about him. Man, he's, right. he's a subject of whatever happened to. I mean, that's that's a good one right there, old Mal Washington. I have, you don't hear much about him. I don't see him even on TV very much. Did you see him in, in the booth or anything? There I, was a time he was on ESPN quite a bit, and... Folks, our promise to you is we're going to do the research, and we'll we'll get back to you on some of this. That's right. Yeah. So it's just fun to to spitball as we're as they say, kick it around in yeah. the old school days. But you know what's also fun is is a little bit of the spirit of uh, embracing technology. Granted, we've got actual yellow pads and pencils and pens. We're we're getting some gleanings from a, from an actual book here and there. But we also want to encourage everybody to uh, to. Clap back a little bit and hit yes. us with your opinions. And if you, yes, please do. If yeah. you hit with Mal on Saturday mornings, you know, tell us. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, yeah. we How's would he love. Moving? Does he still got that cool Yonex? That we, we RD7, love... that red, yellow, yes. beautiful racket he used to have. We, we would love to know what your thoughts are. Please ask us questions. We, I mean, we're, we're very interactive. We're going to start we setting we're... some things up. We're going to set some some questions up, some polls up. Eventually, we're, I think we're going to give yeah. away some cool swag, maybe at the net T-shirts or hats or something like that as and, well. And when we've done this in, in a not really a podcast, but just broadcasting matches live with 
Tex-Mex Productions, we get some feedback on, on Facebook oh, Live or on the feed. Yeah. And what a blast it is to not just talk about the match, but uh, fill a little bit and enjoy going back and forth with some viewers. While we're mentioning that, why don't we just uh, talk about a sponsor and a, a little thank you right now, a quick plug, Tex-Mex Productions. That's I know great. you mentioned David DeLeo, Darian DMac McBrayer. Um, that's had a huge impact on yes. what we're doing. Yes, exactly. It's I mean, awesome. we've been in business about four years yep. at, at this time. Probably been in, I know we've been maybe all 50 states. We've probably been in 40 to 50 countries just off our little live stream. Yep. How that, far that, east? How far east? I know Nepal for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Australia for sure. We, we played big in Nepal. We, yeah. we had like yeah. one viewer or something like that in mm-hmm. Kathmandu. That was Sujay Lama's dad maybe watching us. Maybe his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Also. Uh, maybe two. We had two yeah. viewers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I know we've been in Russia. I know we've been. Uh, oh, there's a thunder. Did you hear that? I hear it. Wow. We might be we having a little. Fortunately, here. we're inside. So if you yeah. heard that, that that uh, we're, we're inside. So don't worry, fans. We'll still be going. Uh, let's see. We've been down in south america a lot i know yep. that we've been in uh yes we've been in australia europe a lot europe oh, europe certainly europe yes um, and how far west california hawaii oh all the states yep. we've been, alaska yep. yeah we, we've Good. talked to well alaska people. you got it yeah. oh yeah man. when yeah. you get you when you got alaska you're big yeah. you know you play big you know. you know with all all those folks up there canada we've been in canada we've been like i said all all over the uh, the globe. Uh, I think we've even had a couple of UFO sightings. You know, they they were talking. We couldn't understand. <laughs> and that uh, you know, we had those guys, and we couldn't understand. So at least David couldn't, and I I didn't either. I don't know what they were saying. So we didn't. Darian was able to Google translate a lot of those. Oh, he yeah. did. Oh, okay, so yeah. I, I haven't heard that yet. So they he was he uh, was he was he was, was able to. Uh, well, he's got friends at SETI. The um, yes, yeah, S E T I. Uh, the search for extraterrestrial yes. intelligence. Yes. Well, we yeah. we appreciate that. So hopefully they they were able to uh, uh, you know transcribe what these these folks were saying. I was watching a, a thing last night on History Channel that uh, my my daughter uh, uh, taped, and we were watching on extraterrestrial. Speaking uh-huh. of extraterrestrials, okay. see, we're just going wherever we want to. We you know, really and, are. And, and even with uh, Wimbledon, you we, we you know extraterrestrial Wimbledon, it's all the same. You know. Who, who really cares, right? You know, at this point. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's, let's go back to Wimbledon. I oh, want to please. ask you. I want to ask you some questions oh, here. Okay. Of course. I all right. Them. So we're looking at the men's singles. All right. So who, we're in the round of sixteen. As of that, we are on J- July sixth. It's about uh, you know in the early evening in Dallas, and we, we've got uh, our uh, notes here in front of us. So who, who do you like on the top half of the men's draw? So you've got Joker up there, yep. Umber, Golfin, Verdasco, Pella, Ranich. Uh, I like I love. Uh, Bob Batista Agut. I, I love, love any Spanish trinomial, but yes. certainly Roberto, Roberto Bautista Agut. I then, love that guy. And, and, our, buddy. Lo- and our buddy Benoit Pair. Ben, Benoit Pair. Benny Pair. Benny Pair is, uh, he's got Mr. Fashion. And fashion. I like with who, the collar up. Who starches those? Oh, That's really, man. whoever's starching his And collars. the very trim beard, you know, yeah. just, you know. Long and lean, probably what six three, six four. He's got to be six four, uh, under two hundred pounds, and he's got. I know he's French, but all when I see his beard, I think of Quebecois lumberjack. Yes, yes, yes. I, I want the yeah. hat he's. You want the flannel shirts on? Huh? Yeah, I want the flannel. <laughs> I want the hat he's wearing to be gone. I, I I love the Lacoste hat, but 
He needs a uh, toboggan toque kind of uh, yes. winter ski hat. He does have that look. Yeah. I, now that you come to mention, I, I love it. And yeah. I, I like his bobblehead racket, but let's put an axe in the guy's hand. And right, he is, and he's there. He's a Quebecois lumberjack, yes. and he has no forehand and a ridiculous, back amazing hand. backhand. So are you saying Bob gets him over Benny, Bob over Benny? Here's my thing. is okay. I, I like Benny, but uh, Agut will provide us with a great semifinal against Djokovic because he has a good record with Joker. Okay. So, so and, I kind of want that. So you're thinking he'll get past uh, Milos or our buddy Pella? Milos is unbelievable, and he made short work after one tough set with Riley Opelka, who's yes. an impressive mover. Yes. Uh, obviously, everybody talks about how tall he is. I was in the booth at the Challenger here in Dallas, and his kick serve, second serve, was coming to me at the booth. Like, I felt like I could just catch it. It was that tall. So, um, so you're going with, uh, so Bob, you're, you're going with Bob to go to the semis to beat uh, Milos and then Guido Pelegia. Yeah. I, Gu- that Guido. guy moves so well. Um, are there any, any famous other tennis pros named Guido out there? Oh. The only one I can think of is Guido Sarducci. I can Father, think of the, Father yeah. Guido Sarducci from I, I, Saturday Night yeah, Live days. Yeah. That had the cigarette, you know. He had the cigarette. He he he, he helped the us. Hat. We're talking about what an uh, what an in what an interactive podcast this is. Yes, Guido started that because he yeah. would he would ask the people at home if they could see the pizza in the pope the pope of the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna go all over the place with this thing. I, I, I love we, we we that's why I love doing stuff with Adrian and and D Mac and. And David, because we can go all over the place and talk about things that uh, we want to talk about. So especially like Father Guido Sarducci from Saturday Night Live days. You know, I, you, yeah. I'm sorry, you're just not going to get that with every podcast. Uh, no, the tennis. N- not yeah. tennis. You know, Guido Sarducci, <laughs> not- yeah. Guido Pelia. So from Argentina, right? So you, okay, you're going to go there. So now we're talking, uh, uh, Mr. Vadasco, Golfin, Umber, and Joker. So you're saying the Joker is going to take take uh, take off, right? Out of that group, I, I, I love that uh, Djokovic had to play Hubert Hurkacz, um, yes. a Polish kid who pushed him a little, and then Ugo Umber. These names are quite similar. Yes, and, Umber, and totally Uka. different players. Yes. One's lefty, one's righty, and this guy's French. He's about to play. He's the guy who knocked off Felix Auger Aliassime, who's an impressive eighteen-year-old. FAA, yeah. In F-A-A. other words, F-A-A. FAA. Yes, yeah. I pick up on that. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of hip with the young kids you're too. Pretty, you know, yeah, you're <laughs> in there. An old guy, almost yeah. sixty years old. I know what's going on. Well, I, so I do see Joker coming through that. I know Verdasco has had a long grind and a lot of long matches, and he's made. Uh, is it three five set? No, two, uh, a five setter, a straight setter, and a another straight setter with Tomas Fabiano, who took out. You mentioned Doctor Evo earlier, so Goffin has had some long five setters too, a couple of them. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I think he's had one really long one with Medvedev. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, uh, Daniel Medvedev. five in the third, uh, five that in the fifth. Was sorry, remarkable. So who wins that? I don't know, but whoever it is, I like Joker. Going through. to the finals. Yeah. Okay, I, I agree. And I do think Joker has will have a tough time with either, uh, you mentioned RBA, our Spanish trimester, yes. Tarnomial, uh, or maybe it's Milos, or maybe it's Guido who gets through that. My money is on RBA uh, overall, okay. and yep. hopefully a really tough semifinal with the Joker. Okay. Let's go down to the bottom half of the draw. So yep. we've got uh, the bottom eight uh, are going to be, you've got uh, our buddy American Sammy Query, and one of the greatest names in sports, 
for Tennis Sandgren. Tennis Sandgren. Who names her kid Tennis? You know, I don't know. It's I guess great, you, though. Well, that's, that, that would be tough to live up to. If your parents named you Tennis and they wanted you to play tennis, you better be on the tour. You know? The great, the great col- columnist uh, from San Francisco, Herb Cain, would call that a name freak, where the occupation of the person can be traced back to what he was named. like a, yes. Maybe like a dentist named Dennis right. or a... Uh, well, a guy like Dennis Vandermeer. Yes. Uh, was he a dentist? A well, maybe he was, his dad was a dentist. He right? went. He yeah. went the tennis route, but but tennis Sandgren. Uh, you know, I know one of his parents is from Sweden, and I I wonder if tennis, the way he spells it, is a name from back there, or maybe it just means tennis with a Y. Right. That's, that's correct. So yeah, I don't know. love the name though. That's you know, love it. You know that that's a that's a good name. What's the, the gal the the girl that has the uh, she has a, a tennis reference also too. Oh, oh. is it Anna Casey Smashnova? Smashnova, uh, uh, Smashnova yeah. and Casey Smashy. Uh, I love smashy, <laughs> smashy. Yeah, we love that kind of stuff, you know? Love it. Okay. Well, he's playing Sam Querrey, yep. Battle of Americans there. Tennis Sangren moves very well on any surface, including grass, and Querrey has the obvious advantage being very tall, remarkable serve. Craig, who's getting through that? Uh, slamming Sammy. I think five-set Sammy yep. or four-set Sammy? Five-set Sammy. Since we're gotcha. a five-set podcast, we I'm going to go it. We're, we're going to go five. five sets right there. Yeah. Then we've got uh, the one man from Portugal that uh, the furthest that any man has ever gotten from the, the great country of Portugal, yeah. round of 16, João, João, is it João? João, yeah, you João. pronounce the J in Portuguese. You told me yeah. how to how to pronounce it you know, a <laughs> little while ago. I was sitting there going, rhymes with wow. Yeah. João Sousa. Is Sousa yeah. Sousa? Sammy Sousa? I wanted to say yeah. Sousa, like John Philip Sousa. Sousa. I know yes. our buddy John Ingram would, would talk about orchestra yes. music and yes, we would. marches and Especially all that. Especially Fourth of July, you know. Yeah. But so as much as we Americans want to say Sousa, it's it's Sousa. Sousa. Yeah, almost like, like Sammy Sousa, Sammy the, Sousa? The baseball player from uh, They used to call him Sammy Sousa. Sammy yeah. <laughs> and he he had uh, we actually Craig and I watched the yes. last bit of the of the fifth set. Um, he had a great great match and a really fun win over Danny Evans. Yes, yeah, the one hander with the ninety percent slices. Yes, and that kid can move. He can and move. Has great touch at the net. He can move like the wind. He, he can move. Is he, is he from England or is he from? He's from the the. Uh, is he Scottish? Think, uh, is he Scottish? He's not quite. He's from the Midlands, so his accent really betrays where he's from. He is tougher to understand, and and uh, he, has, he has a mouthful of marbles. Is what you're saying? He's a little. What's the word <laughs> they use for that? Uh, I've forgotten what they. I've forgotten how they call it, but it's sort of that Yorkshire Midlands accent, and I. As an American, sometimes it's nice to have subtitles when yes, when, those when they guys, talk. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's like in the Full Monty. I, yeah. I never got those guys. I mean, did you ever see the Full Monty? Yes, and Boy, I could never understand those people. And you've reminded me of the word that a lot of Brits call it. Oh, uh, it's plummy. Like the way he plummy. speaks is plummy. <laughs> it's <laughs> like he has plums in his mouth right. rather than marbles. So marble, yes, yeah, because yeah, the Full Monty. Yeah. I was sitting there. Remember that was an old school reference, man. We're oh, we're kicking 90s, it old school. Yeah. Yes, and those guys, I could never understand what they were saying. You know, because it was just uh, was it the Cockney accent where they're from in Cockney in is. I would call that East London. So this is a couple hours north. Oh, is it okay. almost Yorkshire? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. yeah he's he's uh, well. Danny Danny lost it, uh, and and tough. one of the things he's really good at, which is touch backhands. That's what he missed on. He that died point. on the sword on he that one, didn't did. he? He fell. fell on his own thing. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. He was he was running forward and trying to hit about a foot in front of him, a little drop shot, and it yeah. didn't it didn't make it. And that was to get broken at yes. four five in the fifth. And that so was it. And that six four in the fifth for Joao. Wow. Who has earned the right to play a guy who who hmm. cranked through his match this morning with Joe Sanga, and that is 
the one and only Rafael Nadal. I think Zhao uh, uh, is going to be picking up a check probably in a couple of days. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joao. You know, you, you did a great job. Nice tournament. But you're not playing tennis or Sammy's query. You're playing the man who might be go down as the greatest yeah. man ever, even though there's the king. We'll talk about him in a second. Rafa is in the conversation, I yeah. think, as the greatest tennis player ever, even though I love Roger Federer, you know, and he's my man. If, if, you're, if you go Nadal, Federer, I go – I go fed. I got to go yeah. fed. I, I love Rafa, respect him, but man, that guy is just, you know, he's yeah. El Toro. He know? is. He is. And, and maybe, you know, I know Craig will always call Roger the king, but if, if Nadal is able to eclipse Roger's slam hall, I, I don't think he will in every aspect of tennis, but certainly slam hall, he has a good chance at eclipsing that. Will we call him the king? No, I think Craig's still going to call Federer the king. And maybe we call Nadal El Rey, and we just give yes. the Spanish the king. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, Rafa, to me, uh, like I said, I, man, I respect him a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, he's just he's definitely earned the, the right to be in the conversation no. of, of greatest of all time. And I, I think you can never say Federer is going to be the greatest of all time because he, he hasn't beaten Rafa at Paris, in Paris. He just hasn't been able to do that. Now, he's won a French Open, but that wasn't mm-hmm. when, when he played Rafa in the finals. And I think to, to, to exercise those demons, he's got to beat uh, Rafa at his place, at his house, yeah. basically. That's yeah. the house that Rafa built uh, and, at Roland Garros. Uh, and that's just, to me, like I said, I, I'm a Federer fan through and through, but I just got to give him that one. That's his, you know, his kryptonite is, is uh, Paris when Rafa's there. And if we use your logic uh, the other way, Rafa would have to win on grass against Roger, and he's done it. Yes, and so that's that's so, correct. Yeah, so you can't. So that's yeah. I mean, it, I, I guess mm-hmm. I want the viewers at home to know how fair we're being. Right, we're yeah. we're being a part in fair, fair and balanced. You yeah. know, reporting like one of the news channels says, right? Yeah. They're fair and yeah. balanced, aren't they? We won't say <laughs> that. We're not getting. We we can throw some politics out there. We ain't gonna do that right now. If we get political, it'll be mostly to make fun. Right. It, right. It, yeah, it won't be to to yeah. uh, change anybody's minds. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's for another show. Yeah. All right, so let's keep going. We've got our buddy Kay Nishikori. I enjoyed his match with Cameron Nori, and really, I just like saying Kay Nishikori yes. and Cami Nori. Yes. Like I like the the the, the, the rhyming there. I like that. Yeah, it, it it does it does well. And yeah. then the guy he's playing also too has a very funny fun name to say also too. Mikhail Kushkinen. Oh, Kukushkin is Kukushkinen. good on grass from Kazakhstan. What a yeah! I mean, the great, <laughs> great country of Kazakhstan. He. He has a heck of a backhand return. Yes. He hits the ball f- pretty flat, wouldn't you say? Like, it seems to squirt through the fast, hard courts, indoor courts, and obviously he's pretty at home on the grass. He moves really well. Yes. He's, he's, he's going to be a tough out for for Mr. Nishikori. But I, I give the nod to Mr. Nishikori on that one. Uh, well, And I'm going to give the the semifinal to Nadal in the top half right there. So we're going in the bottom half. I'm Nishikori. I'm going to go uh, right there with, with Mr. Nishikori. And then we've got Matteo Berrettini, right? Matteo Berrettini is Berrettini. a remarkable grass court player. I know when he beat Nick Kyrgios two or three weeks ago, it was like, ah, oh, another bad loss for Nick. And Nick's like, no, man, that guy's good. He's, he's solid. He's solid. He has an exceptional backhand return. He will probably give Federer some trouble. Um, I do understand he's just come off a tough five-setter with Diego Schwartzman, who's, you know, little fella, uh, bulldog of a player, and he understands the value of taking the ball early and playing pretty well on any surface. Big heart. Including grass. Yes. So he gave Mateo all he could handle. Mateo, by the way, has won, is it seven matches on grass already in the past three weeks? Yes. I think you're correct. And and it could be eight, you know, so, and uh, he's, I guess what I'm saying is Federer... 
He's got a tough match against the King. He's up against a good one. I think yeah. Fed slides by in maybe four sets. I'm with you. I, I think he loses a set. And then Fed moves on, plays Nishikori. I, I give the nod to Fed. And then we Always. get we get the semifinal. That uh, we all want. want. We yes, all love baby. It. Come on. Let's get this right here. Get your popcorn ready. Yes, get Woo-hoo. it up We there. got Rafa and Fed. What are you going to go with Rafa and Fed in the semis up there at the All England Lawn Tennis Club? What are you going to say on that? You know, if, uh, if the roof is closed, if the ball's bouncing a bit lower, which I understand it's slow and low, I think you give the edge to, to – Roger being on grass, but uh, you know, what if it's windy again? Like when they played in the semis of the French a month ago, what if the conditions are, what if it's hot and the ball's bouncing up? Rafa's got a real shot at getting to another Wimbledon final. What if they fed kids stay up, you know, late at night, somebody gets sick. Do you think America hits, hits Roger? Go, Hey, it's your turn, buddy. You know, and, and, <laughs> Hey Rod, you know, come on. You know, I was up last night with the kids, you know, the true. twins. It's what do you true. think? I, I do you think he the... goes and lives somewhere, you know, for a night somewhere else? You know, if you get to that point, you know, or do you stay at home and be the family guy? It's funny. I, I know he's got a house and he probably has a spare bedroom for the staff and himself and whatever. But, uh, I read this book called Why Do We Sleep by a British um, author and a doctor. In fact, I think he's a neuroscientist. His name is Matthew Walker. And he talked about how in sports, in anything, the single most powerful performance-enhancing method, he didn't use the word drug, but if you want, let's call it a PED. The best PED you can have is a lot of sleep. And Roger gets 12 hours. And like Craig Bell brilliantly said, what if something America is, punches, Rod? Yeah, hey, what, it's your turn. You know, one of the kids had uh, a little upset stomach. Yeah, you know, you yeah. Know. Do you get up and, do you, you know, at 3 in the morning and go console your kid? Or you go, hey, I'm playing Rafa tomorrow. Get your own rear end up. It's you know? so funny because you know he's got great priorities and he puts family first. But you know she's got great priorities and probably has some staff handle some things. As a former saying, player herself, she understands yeah. kind of what, what needs to be done. You know, yeah. hey, So you tell the king, hey, you're, the, you're, you're dad. That's your kids yep. too. Get your ass up. Yeah, you know? and you got Rafa tomorrow. <laughs> so what? Yeah, like Leo, Lenny, please let's let's let Roger get his let's, twelve let's hours let, Let's tonight. let Dad have some sleep here. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. but boy, I don't know. That that's that's one of the. I think that's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em. I know we're both hedging. We're both hedging. But uh, again, I'm just going to say Rafa has a shot, especially if it's hot, windy, and dry. And in all other conditions, the favor, the, uh, I believe Roger's the favorite. I think my head says Rafa. My heart says Roger. With yeah. you. I'm going uh, – I'm, I, I, sentimental says yeah. go king, you know, but, uh, you know, oh, boy, I hate this. You know what? Oh, let's come back on that. Let's keep let's going. Come let's, back. Let's, let's keep come going. Let's come back. Because I, I want to yeah. get to the women's, too. Yeah, let's go women yeah. really fast. But, but let me let me oh, go ahead. I'll say Joker wins. I think Djokovic is too tough right now. I, I'm going to say that he wins. It doesn't matter who he plays, whether it's Rafa or Roger in the finals. Craig, I, I, I don't like that, but the, I saw that, too. When I saw the draw come out and I thought I saw whether Rafa and Roger are seated three and two or two and three, they're in the same half. And right. gonna, whoever wins that is going to they're going to beat each other up Friday, and Joker's yes. going to have a bit of an edge on uh, on Sunday. Unless, of course, my Spanish trinomial right. Roberto yeah. Bautista Agut can. He gives uh, people trouble, but I, and I'd he gives rather, Joker trouble. I'd, I'd rather play Bob in the semis versus Rafa in the semis. You know, gotcha. or Roger. You know, I God, mean, absolutely. I'm sorry, luck of the draw gets you there. We all know that yeah. as tennis fans, yeah. as tennis players, that just happens, and yeah. that's just 
luck of the draw. It does. So let, let's go on. We want, right. want to keep going. Let's uh, go to lady singles. Yeah, top half of the draw. We've got uh, the rising Australian Ash Barty, the cricket player. You think he's going to be playing cricket anytime soon? What is not to like? My goodness, what a great game on her. And I'm sure she's going to be watching cricket. There's something major going on right now. Yeah, there's there's a big big event over in the uh, London area. I think yeah. they've got got uh, cricket, which I don't understand one bit at all, other than they try to hit some wickets. And that it looks like a game that you know I'm sitting there. I've been down to Australia and I've yeah. been to the Cricket Hall of Fame, uh-huh. and I'm sitting there looking at this place and I'm going, I don't get this thing. You know, it's just. It'd be fun to play, but it's it's hard to figure out. You talk about baseball having a bunch yeah. of idiosyncrasies. I think cricket is the is the game that you know you're going to have to sit there and either play it or watch it for a couple of years no to figure question. that that thing out. But Ash Barty, cricket player, number one in the world, um, playing Allison Risk. You know that uh, I, I give Barty the the pass through on that. You know, in the, in the I, round I think, of sixteen. Yeah, I think Risk will win a few battles, like hitting harder, hitting flatter, hitting lower, but. Like you, I love how Barty can deal with problems, solve them with her movement, with her backhand slice, with her early backhand return, and with her well-disguised forehand. Like, she yep. moves around some balls. She'll give her and trouble. she hits inside-outs, inside-ins, and she's pretty damn handy at the net, too. But it won't be much risk for the Barty, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Bad, bad yeah. joke there. It's sitting right there. <laughs> Going down the the, uh, the draw here, we have uh, somebody that people might have heard of, Serena Williams. That might be a, a household name that uh, people might have heard of. She's playing another España person, Carla oh, yeah. Suarez Navarro. Navarro. And Craig and I did share a moment. My first memory at being at Forest Hills when it was on Hartrue, the first year that they got off grass, which was 1975, I got to watch um, Guillermo Vilas, who I loved. And Vilas was playing in the semifinal in the grandstand against um, Manolo Orantes, a Spanish player, lefty also. And Huge forearm. Was, he had the Rod Laver forearm. He really kind of. did. He, same height and weight as Rod, same massive left forearm, same skinny right forearm. He used the blue lozenger. <laughs> did he use the blue lozenger? He used the – it was wood with white. I believe it was oh, a challenge number one right. yes. after the blues. Yes. And, of course, v- Vilas uh, had his own racket at the time, the head Vilas, open-throated wood. Yes. But Vilas had that match, lost the – was up something like 5-0 in the fourth. Orantes won it. Orantes won the fifth. And about a day, day and a half later, he beat Connors pretty badly in that final. Yes, he did. What, what does that have to do, Craig, with, with Carla Carlos Suarez Navarro? They, she, he, she is the love child of. Uh, <laughs> How is she not his niece or, or daughter or, or granddaughter something. or something? It's the same when they profile. Smile, it's the same smile. Yes. I know, you know, she's righty, single-handed backhand. By the way, yes, a remarkable mover, just like her uncle Manuel. I mean. Okay, not really her uncle. Sorry, but they're from Spain. They're yeah. from España. Let's just call him Tio Manolo from now they're, on. They're just, they're yeah. just, uh, they, they look. Just look at, just check this out, fans. If yeah. you just look at a side profile of uh, Carlos Suarez Navarro, big and, smile, and Manuel, you know, just uh, I think you're going to see, or you're going to see that what you're, we're talking about is uh, pretty darn close to. to I, I hope I'm being not, father and daughter. <laughs> I hope I'm not speaking out of school either. But she's even got the haircut. Like yes. she's got brown, <laughs> dark brown, curly hair. Like and the heavy I, eyebrows. <laughs> and she looks great, you know, after yeah. a shower and yes. nice clothes. But, boy, she looks like her uncle uh, yes. uh, on the court when running and sweating. <laughs> Speaking of running, yeah. I do think she will give Serena trouble. I know the slices Serena and is, dices and all the things, yeah, the little things that the, she does. The heavy top backhand that does get a little above Serena's strike zone. 
Um, I personally feel, of course, Serena's the more, she's the queen. Sort of like you, you call Roger the king. Serena's she's the, the queen, queen of court. Yeah, let's just call her the queen. I mean, forget the court, man. She's the queen of, like, Hollywood. Tennis. She's the queen of of uh, pop culture. She's Beyonce level. Yes. Um, yes. Especially if we count athletes. And um, she will have trouble because I don't see her movement as being remarkable. She's even. still not back. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't think it's. Yeah, she she barely made it past uh, one of our favorites here that we're watching on TV right now, Julia Gerges. Julia Gerges. Yes, the the Fraulein, the German Fraulein. Mm. Yeah, mm. big forehand, mm-hmm. literally big forehand. Yes. Her backswing, yes. uh, it takes about a half an hour to get that thing warm, and then she crushes forehands with it. But, yeah, she had a little trouble with uh, getting past her in the mm-hmm. second set especially. I think yeah, Suarez Navarro gives uh, her... Uh, everything. I think that's a three-set match. I'm with you. Either way, it's a three-setter, and I, I'm going to be very bold. I'm sure most people will pick the queen, but I'm going to be very bold and say I think Carla is is fifty-fifty a pick'em, oh. and maybe even winning the third set against Serena. Wow, you're you're going to put a, a a quid down on that? I'm going to put a quid down. <laughs> Not quid pro crow <laughs> or Bob. Or what do they call? What is English? There's a a shilling or, and a bob and a quid. There's all that stuff. We're yeah. going back. Yeah. We're going old school here. I'm telling you. So we're gonna, you're going to say uh, that's a pick'em. I'm gonna go Barty. And there wh- whoever wins that, I yeah. think Barty does handle whoever handle. that is. So what if you know? And I kind of want. Obviously, I love Manolo Santana's niece Carla, but yes. I kind of want Serena to win that so she plays Barty because that's going to be a That'd brilliant be a good match. match. Yes, that could be a that's very interesting. That's going to be box office. Everybody's there. Another get your Ratings popcorn ready. Ratings will be high. Yes. And I do think Ashley does the same things that I believe Carla will do. I think Ash does that and, and wins that match and goes to the semis. They get on center court instead of court one. For yeah. <laughs> a little bit of controversy. I'm, I'm trying to stir the dust up from Ash Barty. Yeah, so she uh, she got pushed to court one when Serena yeah. shouldn't been on on center court. But hey, you got the twenty three time grand champion, yep. former champion of Wimbledon. She goes to center court. Ash Barty, who's usually is is the number one player in the world, has to go move to court one. Which you know they didn't. It didn't. She's not getting on court mm. twenty three outside. But uh, yeah, she did. There was a little bit of controversy about that. So I'm going to go with um, Serena. I'm going to say she makes it through the semifinals. I'm oh, gonna, over Barty. Yes, I'm going to push that. I'm going to say that she's going to go in there and play big games. She's been serving great. Yeah. Uh, I, I think she, she might be able to push it. So I'm going to say and, Serena goes. And folks at home, um, we didn't plan that. I'm so glad that we're we're you know uh, at odds on that one because. It goes to show you that this wasn't a fix. That no. this is real. Yeah. No, we're, we're just yeah. we, we've talked a little bit offline, and yep. then we're just going right there. You had no idea yep. what I was going to say. Nope. I had nope. no idea. We had, we have some thoughts about what uh, we're going to talk about, but otherwise, yeah. we're just going off the cuff, as they say. Yeah, we we research and we prepare, but we also ad lib a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, there you have it. Okay, Good. bottom bottom half of the, of the, the top draw. half. Yeah, bottom half of the top half, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, Barbara Stritsova, the Sh- Czech player. Yes, Barbara Stritsova. Um, she's playing who? At least. Mertens. Mertens. Yeah, I was going to say Kiki Mertens, but it's I'll always confuse Kiki Burtons with Elise Mertens. It's yes. the rhyming set. Right. So Elise, brilliant yeah. player, and she came through. She beat, um, uh, was it Taipei Wang? or a Chinese player? Yep. yep. Uh, she's from China. Wang Chang, yeah. Yes. 
So that was a Wang tough. Chung. Yeah, that's everybody, Wang Chung, right? everybody, everybody, uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody, get down tonight. Have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wang Chung, she beat. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Another, another, <laughs> another, another 80s, 80s, reference. 80s reference. Hey man, that's I, I, that was my wheelhouse. We'll hook, we'll hook you up with some <laughs> '90s too. We will. We promise. <laughs> well, anybody I can't say, pronounce their name, I'm going to yeah. say the other person wins. So Merton's you're wins. for Merton's. <laughs> I'm for Streets Go By. <laughs> if I can't say their name, they ain't winning. <laughs> that's the way I roll, buddy. Hey, um, it will be an upset if Streets Go yeah. does win that. I love how Streetskova plays dubs. I love how she volleys, and she moves pretty darn well on grass, so that's why I'm for the check there. All right. Moving down to the bottom half of the of the top half again, mm-hmm. the, the very last one. We have another Czech, fellow Czech. Oh, I can say that her name, Petra Kvitova. Oh, yeah. And uh, Joe Conta, the yep. English lady. Or is she English British? English Aussie. Is yeah. she British th- this time? Is she? Uh, she's British. Oh, she's she British. She grew yes. up in Australia, yes. and I believe she's from the Balkans somewhere, either Serbia or Croatia or one of the two. I mean, her parents are. Yes, right. So uh, so Joe Conta, beloved in England, Petra Kvitova has won this tournament yes. twice. Yes. I'm for Petra. Yes. I, I guess it's kind of like the stormy petrels. Yeah, you get petrol yeah. right there. Kind of, you, you got to go. You got to go with that. That kind of. Yeah. They kind of relate somehow. So yeah. Yes. And, and as a tennis player, I really like Petra's serve. I do not much like Conta's serve, and I think the aesthetics are weighing in in my uh, in my admiration for Petra. So I think Petra gets through that and plays her fellow Czech. And I, I don't know. I, I, that's that's probably you'd have to f- favor Petra checkmate. going to the semis. She checkmates. Checkmate. They are. <laughs> so no. who do you think? You're thinking Serena uh, Petra, to the semis. I'm going to say Petra. I'm yeah. going to say Petra all the way to the semis. And then, um, then she plays Serena. Yes. And Battle then, of Wimbledon champions. Yes. Uh, and let's see. The bottom half of the draw. Wow. There isn't much going on down there except a little girl named Coco. Oh, our favorite. Let, let's let's uh, move on real fast to uh, – uh, Coco and Simona. You yep. think, you know, yep. former number one world player Simona Halep versus yep. uh, Coco Goff. What do you think? Coco Puffs? You know, I'm rooting for Coco. I think it's one of the finest stories in tennis right now. It almost doesn't matter to me whether she beats Simona or not. Simona's clearly in shape, uh, prepared for this, has been deep in every slam, including this one, which might be her worst surface. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think Coco gets a set. But in the end, it's the fitness and experience and the yep. strength and the reserves of Simona Halep. I think the uh, the the clock strikes twelve for Coco at this point, and I don't think I think Simona goes on. Uh, she plays uh, uh, probably Carl Yastrzemski's daughter, uh, <laughs> <Boston>. <laughs> baseball or Boston, Boston Red Sox, late seventies yeah. reference from CV there. Danya Yastrzemska, yeah, which is the from the, the Ukraine. It's the female version of Yastrzemski, right? Exactly. Yeah. So anybody I can't pronounce, they lose. So that's, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, so, the sorry, the, the challenge is she's playing uh, Zhang Shui, yes, who is uh, a mover. Yes, she very good. can volley. She exposed Caroline Wozniacki the other day or yesterday for the yeah. defensive. Uh, uh, her uh, Wozniacki's pressure response is to get another ball back, which is great, but it's not going to work on grass against somebody with some feel and some ability to move forward. So yeah, and she's on honeymoon too. She's still on her honeymoon. So she just got really married. Is. Yeah. So, well, congrats yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah so congrats. so hey, you got to the third round. So go go have a fun honeymoon with your your husband and uh, quit playing Wimbledon while, yeah. while you're on your honeymoon. Come on, yeah. you know. Or or what? A, what a David sweet... Lee, Mrs. Lee now. Yeah. yeah. Caroline Wozniak Lee. You or, know? or or maybe she's just happy getting her husband passes into the you know all access. Right. Yeah. yeah. It might. Be, hey, when you get to have tea with the you know in, in the with the 
good folks as opposed to the strawberries and cream down below. Yeah. You know, hey, that's yeah. a lot better deal, right? You that's can, it. You can have the Earl Grey in the in the nice restaurant <laughs> yeah. as opposed to, you know, with the commoners as they that say. That player's enclosure is yes. nicer and nicer yes. and nicer too. Yes, every yeah. year. So, every year. so who do you think comes through to the finals, semifinals? We, do you have Serena? Do you I'm have for I'm Ash for Zhang over Yastremska, okay. Halep over Goff, Halep over Zhang. Okay. Uh, top half of bottom half. We haven't talked about Petra Martic. Yes. Oh, Croatian yeah. girl true. with a yes. really nice game. She plays Svitolina, who understands grass. Uh, it, that's a toss-up to me, but I, I'm that's, sure Svitolina uh, is Isn't that guy El Monfi's girlfriend? That's the girlfriend. That's, that's the right. girl. Yeah. She's the um, – I, I would think she's a bit of the, the, the more straight-acting person yes. in that duo. She has a little Certainly bit more on, the tennis more, court. More on her head on her shoulders. Yep. Let's put it that way. Yeah. More, a little more serious out on the court, even though Monfi – is great. I mean, I love him for one match, but she practices with him. Like, yes. it's a good, tough practice. It's nice. Um, oh, so who else is there? Is it um, Pliskova? Yep, and Karolina Muchova. Is it Muchkova or Muchova? Czech, and she's playing wow. Pliskova. Also, a there's a lot of Eastern Europeans Czech. in this this draw. All of a sudden, boy, they, they Eastern Europe. We're going to talk about some other stuff here in a minute, but uh, at some so point, we'll yeah. talk college tennis yeah. too. How yes. many? European names there are in American college tennis, too. But let's get back to women's draw. Yeah. Uh, uh, who are you you thinking? Svitolina or yeah. Pliskova. I think she goes and plays Halep in the semis. She's ranked third in the world for yeah. a reason. She's been deep in this draw, in fact, to a final here. So uh, so Pliskova or Halep all the way in the semis. Uh, huh? I think Halep. I think she's, yeah. she does okay. I think she goes yeah. to the finals. And I think she plays, who do you think, Barty or Williams or uh, uh, Mertens or Kvitova? Because I'm not saying uh, strike, strikeva. Yeah. If I can't par- pronounce the name, that gum, and yep. I'm not, I'm not putting them in. Well, the pl- I think we can all pronounce Ash Barty. I think yes. we all absolutely adore her character and yep. the way she plays a game. And I am thinking she gets to the final, okay, and maybe wow. even wins it. Okay, yep. interesting. I'm going to go. And how cool to win the Channel Slam, uh, women's tennis, Australian champion of France. Then about a month and a half later, Wimbledon. She can so be the single handed single handed champion of the. Do they, I don't think that says it on their it trophy. It doesn't. It's, no. Yeah, it's, just, it's only on the men's, right? It's just the Venus rosewater dish. It doesn't yes. say it. And let's let's give it to Ashley because she's Ash got Barty. a sweet okay. one handed slice too. Uh, I'm going to go. I think I had picked uh, Petra Kvitova, and yep. I, I'm going to go Petra Kvitova versus Simona Halep, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Czech Petra. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out there. Third Wimbledon yes. for her. I like I like Petra. I'm, I'm going to go yep. with that. That's that's my. Uh, my, my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, quickly, what about mixed doubles? We do have, you know, I know we've got some other draws, but let's talk about we have one famous duo that's in this mixed doubles draw. That would be Sir Andy Murray and Serena Williams. Yeah, and the trendy way to call them uh, is Sir Andy. Sir Andy. Sir Andy. You have to talk Andy. with, with, with the, <laughs> the Scottish, the Scottish Sir Andy. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's uh, it's uh, just a unique yeah. uh, thrill to be playing with one of the finest tennis players of all time. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> 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 That's really close, AJ. Man, if you all thought that was Sir Andy, then you know you're sorry. We didn't have him. On. We we didn't have enough money in the budget, but we've got the, we got his his younger brother here. Well, <laughs> okay. quite we got a little older, Andy. We got a little bit. Andy. Fake Say that again. Uh, it's been uh, just a long road back with the hip surgeries, and I, uh, <clears throat> I'm just very, very happy to be here. I'm chuffed to bits. We have our first character. We do. It's our first bit, isn't it? S one E one impression one. Andrew Murray. Yep. Well, don't be, 
working. Don't be don't be thinking I'm going to be doing anything anytime soon because I got no voice for this. You're coming back. Craig. Uh, I'll come back with something. All right. So mixed doubles. Yeah, uh, Serena and Andy. The most famous mixed doubles since Martina and whomever. Or, well, Martina and whomever, amazing. John McEnroe and Steffi Graf. They play together. Absolutely walked through this draw and had to pull out. And I know John was. I don't know if he was really upset, visibly upset, or just publicly upset, but uh, Steffi was still in the singles draw and had to pull out of mix. Yes, that's correct. I remember that. that yeah, was, he was mad about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he seemed angry. He seemed like... He wanted I don't to play. Think, I mean, you can generally count on a you cannot be serious from him, but uh, this was probably visceral and in there, and... Uh, I have a feeling that's going to happen. So as much as I want them to win the whole tournament. You think Serena might uh, I think she's gonna, pull up lame? I think she's going to still crank through the singles. And if and she, she gets keeps the, winning. She beats Barty or whatever. She lets she Andy might. down and, you know. She breaks his heart. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, no. Say it ain't so, Serena. So I do think that's going to happen. They, they've been winning, though, huh? Yeah. They won a couple of matches, and it looks like they've got another match to, I mean, she's, to go. She's accomplished in every part of the court. His return is absolutely exceptional. And, and the way when you get a super passes. team like that together, two former number ones, that's that's. Yeah, I, I mean, anybody in the draw. I'm, uh, if I was in the bottom half of the draw, I'd be going, "Oh boy, I'm glad yeah. they're in the top half of the draw because they're in the top half." And they and they play a match. Looks like uh, Monday. Yeah, I, I, if they get through that, they do play a seeded team, uh, an American and a French. And if they win that, they play the top seeds, um, Melikar and Suarez. And Suarez is about six foot nine or something. Yes. And one of the best doubles players in the world, and uh, that's going to be tough. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I say that that's a a pretty good uh, team, Andy and Serena. I'd say they might win it. Do you think they win it if they stay together? If Serena will commit to playing, do you think they they win it? Are you going to go out that far? I, I you know it's hard to go that, that that far. I'm a huge fan of Venus Williams and Francis Tiafo. I um, I realize they're in the same half. <laughs> that might not be good. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I see those two going really far for two reasons. They both lost early in the singles. They will devote a lot of time and energy and effort to this. They seem to genuinely like each other. And uh, how do you not like the way Francis returns, um, especially on grass and the kid can volley? And Venus Williams, multiple Grand Slam champion, multiple Wimbledon champion, in mixed and singles and not a bad dubs. player. So yep. so that's my favorite to win the whole tournament is even though they're not seated, even though I don't think they've ever played together before, Francis and Venus. Okay. I like yeah. it. I don't mind that. Yeah. What about uh, Jamie and Bethany Maddock? Yeah, that's a great Jamie Murray uh, and BMS, Bethany Maddox Sands. Yes. Craig, good one. Uh, they're in the bottom half. Uh, I want to see them go far and then in the quarters I want them to play uh, the other Venus, Michael Venus of New Zealand, and Katarina Srebotnik, Slovakian player. And she is an athlete and a great mover. And I'd love to say I've done the research, but she's into her 30s and still so fit and so good at doubles. So I believe the bottom half, um, I think we'll have a great match between BMS and you mentioned Jamie Murray and uh, Srebotnik and Michael Venus. So you think that, that who who gets through on the lower half? Are you going to partic- pick anybody in particular? I'm with you. I'm okay. for Maddox Sands and Jamie Murray going pretty much all the way in the bottom half. And uh, who else is down there? One of my favorites, Jean-Julien Roger, the guy from the yes. Netherlands. Yes. Yeah. I, I like I, the, the funny thing about him is, number one, he's also a broadcaster. He's hilarious. 
he if if you've ever seen him in public or even seen him at a player party, I saw him at Indian Wells years ago. Really hip guy, funny guy, and he's playing with a Dutch player named Schurz or Skurs. They are seated number two based on doubles rankings, and I root for them too. Stylish player. Um, when I first saw the country next to his name, it said A H O Jean Julien Roger. A-H-O. 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 I was like, he is not an A-H-O. He's a, <laughs> he's a great guy. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, A-H-O evidently stands for Antilles Hollandaise, meaning Dutch Antilles. Ah, and now yes. next to him you see Netherlands, N-E-D, yes. like his partner. That's, that's so better than A-H-O. He's just going, yeah. So he's just going with Netherlands now. Right. Um, obviously the colony and all right. that. So sure. Netherlands, or Dutch Antilles as we call it here, here in the States. So I'm a fan of his and his partner. I'm a fan of... Uh, like you said, Jamie Murray, Bethany Maddox Sands. That's yep. going to be good for the people. Yep. I so think. fun mixed doubles. You want to talk men's and women's dubs? Uh, we can. Or Just do you want to move on? Or do you want to? Let's roll. Let's okay. roll. Right, let's, let's, let's go. You, we want to go men's doubles? Who, who, who are you let's, taking? Let's, Brian Brothers? Let's do. Of course, Brian Brothers. They're playing. They're about to play in the third round. A couple of my favorites. Uh, the son of Christophe Roger Vasselin. That's Edouard Roger Vasselin. Everybody calls him Eddie, hmm. and his partner is Nico Mahu. How do you not love Nico Mahu? The guy who has played the longest longest match, match with lost John it. Uh, whenever he loses a match to the French, his kid comes out and consoles him, and just it's just a beautiful guy and a great player. So yeah, Mahu and Roger Vasselin. I do think they have a shot against the Bryans. What's interesting about this is it's a full five sets. Yes. It's not three and a breaker. Yes, this, this is, yes. And it's not, uh, they don't play, uh, no ad scoring, I don't think. No, either, it's regular scoring. Regular and scoring. then in the fifth, they'll play a breaker at 12 all. Right. So It's big boy uh, tennis again. So because it's five, I favor the Bryans there. And then uh, do you, I, I look for them against uh, Kubat and Mello, the number one team. Yes. That, uh, that's going to be a good matchup in the in the following round. Yeah, Marcelo Mello, uh, Lukasz Kubat, uh, number one in the whole world. Polish guy and a Brazilian, that's going to be a tough team, too. You know who I like is Santi Gonzalez from Mexico. Uh, he's playing with Sam Qureshi of Pakistan. Very nice team there. And that's the top half. Right. I, I'm going to go I go Bryans all the yeah, way. I'm, I'm going to go Bryans. Yeah. I, I, I like them. I, they're still playing, and, and it's nice to see. Which one came back from the, the surgery? Was it Bob? Mike. Lefty, yeah. Lefty, yeah. Le- Lefty Bob, I believe yes. Mike played and won some slams with Jack Sock. Yes, how would you how yeah. would you like that? Your brother went on and <laughs> wins without you. It's like, hey, didn't need you anyway. Yeah, sorry, guy. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he and Jack Sock, yeah, won two. I think they won the U.S. Open, didn't they, and they Australian? Did. Yeah. They did, yeah. And then in the bottom half, we've got uh, Henri Continen and John Pierce, Finnish-Australian pairing. They're seated pretty high. They're playing a couple of my favorites. I, there's this thing called London Tennis Tube, and it's on YouTube, and you see these matches uh, in challengers in in and around the U.K., and there's this guy who impressed me. His name is Joe Salisbury, and he played here yes. in Dallas. He and did. I'm just a fan. He's got a great game. He loves doubles. He's good at singles. His partner is an American, Rajiv Ram, who played at University of Illinois. Hard not to root against that guy. I also love Rajiv's serve because it's basically uh, Sampras. Yes, yeah, yes. He's like a taller Sampras. Yes. People even call him Rampras. Rampras. Yeah. <laughs> so Rampras and Joe Salisbury are... Uh, Pistol are Rajiv, right? Up against it, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, who else is in there? Well, one of my favorites, Michael Venus. He's with Raven Claussen, South African player, a uh, friend of a friend there too. So I'm kind of rooting for them. And at the very bottom, Aurea Takao, Romanian player. He's with 
the aforementioned from uh, the Netherlands, Antilles, uh, Roger. Yeah, so those are my favorites in the bottom half. And, of course, Cabal and Farah, the Colombians who uh, didn't they lose to Murray and then beat him in this tournament? Yes, I think yeah. you're correct. Yes. They lost to uh, uh, they lost to them at uh, Queens Club, and now uh, now they've beaten them here. So do you, do you pick any upsets, or are you going the Bryans all the way, or I think the Bryans to the finals, and just a, such a toss up and down below. Yeah, it's a pick 'em total pick 'em down below, and I do think Roger and Takao. I think they're probably the best, or Cabal and Farah uh, on grass. For some reason, I think Takao and Roger all the way to the finals against the Bryans. Okay, there we go. And I'd like to give the Bryans the title uh, the last one. More one. Time. Yeah, one, one more time. One more for the old guys, Gosh, right? so many. Still around. 40 God, years really. old. Remarkable, yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, 100 and how many titles they won? Something ridiculous. Oh, the best. Uh, yeah, they, they're definitely, they're, they're arguably the best. You know, they're they're yeah. the greatest of all times. Even better than Mack and Fleming, even better than the Woodies, the Mackers. These guys are remarkable. Yeah, Flack and Saguso, yeah. yeah, all yeah. those, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. All right, uh, ladies, real quick, do we do we see anybody that sticks out here that we might want to? Uh, I don't see Azarenka and Barty are playing together. Oh, love it! Like that team that looks like a pretty good team. Lower half of the draw. Yeah, I like uh, Timea Babos of Hungary and Kiki Mladenovic. You know why? Craig may want them to lose because it's tough to pronounce Mladenovic, <laughs> but uh, her name's Kiki. you got to love that. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think it's actually probably Katarina or – Yeah, something yeah. like that. But uh, uh, Kiki, yeah. Uh, so I'm for Kiki. Uh, who else is standing out for you? Mm, Mertens. They're, hey, Mertens and Sabalenka. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty good, powerful team. They're still in the third round going to uh, playing on Monday. I want Kiki Mladenovic to play with Kiki Burtons or – Elise Mertens to play with Kiki Burtons. Yes, that'd be good, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, just for the broadcasting just, just angle. Broadcasting that's angle. All. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. all. Otherwise, uh, I don't see anybody that really sticks out. I can't. Uh, I like the serve of uh, Annalena Grunefeld, and she's making a huge comeback, not playing singles. So that's kind of a human interest story at the bottom there, bottom half. Yep. Yep. So uh, Grunefeld and Schurz, who's, you know, I'm sure she's counting on a pretty good payday. She's seated pretty high in mixed and women's. Not bad. Yep, so I'm I'm gonna I don't know on this one. That's that's a toss up also yeah. too. I mean I hate yeah. to say it that's you know, doubles doesn't get much airplay and yeah. I'm not uh you know I don't watch much doubles other than well, when it's at the tournament. It's like the Olympics, I, I, you know. I watch it whenever possible when I'm at a tournament, but on T V it's rarely on T V. It's sad. It's hard to keep up with everybody. That's it that's is. that's too it bad. Is. And, I mean, and everybody's bad. gonna keep up with Azarenka and Barty, but you know who yeah. they're playing. You mentioned Bethany Maddox Sands. That's correct. And Danielle Collins, Collins yes. Cavalier from Virginia, yes, Virginia. Oahu, and she is a feisty, excellent player. I, I don't know how amazing she is in doubles or on grass, but I like her chances, so I think that's going to be a nice long match. Yep. So yeah. I, don't, I think it's a pick em, Yeah, pick she's em obviously with a there. great partner. So. so that's the draws, that, as it seems to us. As it seems to us today. That's the yeah. first set. We've got a couple of more sets here. We want to go, yes. go down the road here pretty quick. Let's do it. With some stuff. All right, our second set is going to be called Manufacturer's Moment mm-hmm. in Season 1, Episode 1. We're going to talk about our, our big buddy uh, Don Crucius and, you know, Dry Socks, a new company that's out on the market. I think that's... Uh, is a, a very nice product. They've got uh, a new wicking agent, yeah. uh, the way the sock's set up, uh, the yeah, dry socks. And, and the dry socks is not just a sock. It, there's seven products in the line ranging from headbands and towels that NFL players use. Yes. Uh, Our good buddy Reggie sock. started out. Yeah, uh, Reggie Young. Yes. Yeah. Young Reggie. A, young young Reggie. Reggie Young, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, in China, he would be called Young Reggie. That's right? correct. Yeah, because yeah, they got last name the first. Protocol, yes. yes. But Don Cruzis, you mentioned, um, yeah, Big Soxie is what we call, we call him. him. Yes. The socks are really great. I, I have a pair. I have a pair of the wristbands. And when you sweat a lot in this heat in Texas, it's, they, it's they nice do to have stay, a pair. They do stay dry. Keeps your it's feet remarkable. dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, you definitely yeah. want to look into dry socks, and that's X, uh, socks with two X. Yeah. Not yeah. D. D R I S O X, but S O X X. Yeah, I joke that it, it ends with Dosekis, the most interesting socks in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yes. you know, I, yeah, obviously I wear socks when I play tennis, but when I don't, uh, I don't always wear socks. But when I do, I, I wear dry, dry socks. socks. I prefer dry socks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, very, very nice. So check that out. Check out those uh, that good work. It's coming to market uh, here in the next uh, two or three months. You're going to see. Uh, the uh, dry socks uh, family of products you can get online. Just yeah. type in dry socks and D R I S O X X. And our, a shout out to our good buddy Don Crucis and Reggie Young with with dry socks. Check out their good stuff. Also, let's move on to Vantaggio, oh. a new company that's coming up. Right? Does everybody know what Vantaggio means in Italian? No. It's uh, it's sort of like in uh, you're watching the French Open. Is that spaghetti sauce? <laughs> close. No, no close. Spaghetti. Okay. Very close. Uh, it's like at the French Open. It's uh, it's avantage mon fils, meaning after deuce, mon fils yes. won that point, so it's advantage. Vantaggio simply means advantage in Italian. And uh, the thing I love about the company, number one, excellent guys. It's based in Dallas. It's a couple guys who travel to Italy regularly. One of them is uh, from an Italian family. And the stripes, the logo, it's got a bit of a, a retro Vespa mod look, the V in Vantaggio. The signature logo, or I shouldn't even say logo, but the signature theme and branding is Grand Slam striping. And I look at the wristband, and I have a few T-shirts by them, and I'm like, gosh, I see that blue. That's the Australian Open blue. Right under it, the next slam on the calendar, the orangey red of the, Rolling the, the red clay of Rolling yes. Garros. And CB, can you guess what the third color is? It must be kind of a greenish color. Got, I, I, man, yeah. I'm on it today. It's you know? literally on the television right now. It's that green. And then the fourth one, of course, it's a slightly darker blue. These, This Grand Slam rainbow, if you will, or these Grand Slam stripes, great logo, genius to do it. And it's a startup. They've just started, but... They make a, um, a wristband, and of course, they'll do a full line of apparel and all that. So a okay, nice just coming to market here right now as we speak, basically. Th- yeah, some of the stuff's already available. Some of the stuff has sold out, and the next production run run is coming. So this is a pretty premature moment to talk manufacturers moment because yeah, they're a manufacturer, they're a startup. I'm sure they'll everything's going to be very very available in August or September of this year. So look out for that and hopefully a US Open launch on some of those. Any players using Vantaggio at the moment or is it uh, too, I so know, new? I know Evan King from Chicago absolutely loved the stuff when he was here in Dallas. He has a few items and uh yeah, there's going to be a little pro pro tour presence and definitely all the shops and uh retail outlets and some of the internet stuff too. So I'm pretty impressed with that company and the guys. I'll just shout out Joey yeah. Vita. Joe Vita, Vita, a very good Italian the guy's, boy. The guy's name actually means Joe Life in, it, in <laughs> Joe English. Life. Yeah. He's got the advantage. Joe, Joe Vita, yeah. 
And uh, Joey V, Joey V, and Joey. Jason Keck is a partner in that company, and Billy Vita and Paul Gorman. I've had a chance to be in board meetings with all these guys and uh, and hit some balls and get a sweat and use the wristbands and the and the t-shirts and yeah, great company. In fact, they uh, they came in um, as, as they were a startup. They came to smashing childhood cancer, and they're always saying yes to charitable causes. Hey, there we go. Wow. Very, very nice. Hey, yeah. so shout out to all the listeners who are thinking about maybe if you've got an event or a tournament uh, coming up that maybe Vantaggio might be yeah. a good fit for you all. Uh, V-A-N-T-A-G-G-I-O, Vantaggio. Yeah, V-A-N-T-A-G-G-I-O, Vantaggio. So on the Internet, you can yeah. probably look them up. Yeah, there's actually a band, a local band called Men from Nantucket, and they have a single called Vantaggio. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah, that's yeah. it. All right. That's it. I, 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 this Men is a good Nantucket. podcast. That's, that's a good uh, one. We'll, yeah. we'll leave it. Leave it we'll like keep that. it clean, but I think <laughs> yeah. you get the idea. Right. Those of yeah. you who know the poem. Um, it, it, okay. So lastly, I wanted to ask you this question. Oh, yes. I, this is a pride question. First racket you use. This is part of the manufacturer's moment. First racket that AJC used when he was a little man, a little nipper up in New York? I was six years old, and they probably made some 26-inch wood rackets back then. But what I had was, uh, and I, I still have one, but I don't have that one. My dad cut about four inches off a Bancroft Bjorn Borg. Oh, so man. So it was a Bjorn Bo, Bjorn B-O. <laughs> and, and everybody's like, B-O. Like, yeah. Is he a new yeah, guy? Yeah, Who's yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, you're going to get sweaty playing some tennis. It's right. okay, even at six. Bjorn Bo. Yeah. <laughs> so it was probably a, like a four and three-eighths grip. I bet it was my mom's racket. My dad right. just, like, uh, he, she won't care. Yeah, yeah, he took the leather off. He clipped the uh, staples off, took the butt cap off. Put it Took through a the hacksaw old... four inches off and there you go. put a little half. It's good for a, old yeah. AJ right That's there. That's it. Little AJ with a one-handed backhand. Fine. Here it is. Yeah, you can a do Bancroft it. Bancroft B.O. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what was your first racket uh, back in the uh, 70s? Back, I had the Jack Kramer Special. Of course. That, and I got that at the Oklahoma City Tennis yep. Center. Used four and four and a half medium. It was $12. Oh, man. Hey, I still which have one? It. Was that the autograph or the with the red? Or yes. was it the brown diamonds? The, uh, the, the red. Half? It was. It was the original. The original. Original. Yes, the original. I still have now, it downstairs in my office. It's, I, I have a it's couple in a press. of those. I never actually used them, but I have one because it's an iconic, yes. remarkable, oh. amazing racket. I did use the Wilson Jack Kramer Pro Staff with the brown diamonds for a few. Years. Yes, I know that yeah. one. I did yeah. not use that one. Yeah. I, I, Jack Kramer was was my racket. Yeah, you know, for Excellent. for a, a number number of years then i moved actually on to the arthur ash i had the old oh, arthur ash competition yes. oh that was a sweet racket. that was like a sandwich it was fiberglass yes was the inside, the inside of the sandwich and then and then the metal steel metal whatever, on both sides yeah, on the other side and i had one i had one that that uh, the glue came off and they had to send it back <laughs> wow. i bet it made some buzzing weird oh noises yeah when you'd crack one i thought i was serves. arthur ash man yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fun to think that because the first one were, were black the sandwich was uh, the uh, fiber Fiberglass was was black, and then yeah. the new the comp the other one the newer one was kind of a tannish yeah, red. Yeah, it was a reddish brownish. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the second one. So that was uh, those were my first couple of racks. After Beauties. that, I used a bunch Beauties. bunch of different things. But uh, all right, let's move on. Let's move yeah. on to uh, we're going to call the third set of this segment uh, or uh, this episode. We're going to call this 
miscellaneous musings. musings. Yes. Wow. So we're, we're going to talk about just some miscellaneous stuff. First off, I wanted to talk about American tennis. All right? So we yeah. were talking about it at Wimbledon just a little bit uh, in the Wimbledon segment. What about – what's our thought process? Why are we, we – we have – it seems like we have more women – that are doing well as I mean, obviously Serena and, and Venus have done well, but yeah. it seems like we just have a lot more on the women's side of the of the equation than we do on the guys. We have some good guys. We have you know Sam Query, John Isner, yeah. Riley Opelka, oh, yeah. you know people like that who who <laughs> seem to be kind of around, but they're not. Uh, you know, we're watching uh, uh, Rafael Nadal, uh, jo- uh, Joe Willie Songa. Yeah. You know, uh, what's what's uh, stopping us on the men's side from? Are we in, in our own shadow? Just can't get out of it. Uh, we got too many chiefs in the in the kitchen trying to to cook, and and not enough Indians out there. Talk about a loaded question. Gosh, that's tough. Um, no, we, it, we bring we bring hard, impactful, insightful, you know, questioning here at the net we podcast. Do. It's sometimes it's it's fun, and sometimes it's hard hitting. Yes, and here we are. You know. Uh, uh, there's no shortage of let's rag the character of the Americans. There's no shortage of, yeah, our best athletes aren't playing tennis. They're playing football and basketball. And in those countries, their best athletes are playing soccer and tennis. So that's tough. Um, our system, I feel, is great. I feel uh, our infrastructure is great. It's a huge country, rather spread out, wealthy uh, country. Like we have, we have the stuff. But, um, yeah, there's some missing links. There's some, you could say there's some lack of focus. Like, you look at the focus. Uh, If Djokovic was American, I'm sure he'd inspire a lot of young Americans with remarkable focus. If Federer, with the well-rounded game, if he was American. I mean, on one hand, you could say it happens to be that three of the best players in the history of tennis, they happen to hail from other countries, Serbia, Switzerland, Spain. Uh, If you want to throw... Murray in there, and uh, you know, as uh, instead of big three, maybe big four. If you want to so the Stan in there, these are some iconic slam winners, and they all have the temerity to hail from another country. Darn from, it, from Eastern Europe, basically. And, yeah, Europe. and then throw Chilich, another Eastern European. He's won a slam in the past few years. Juan Martin Del Potro, Argentinian. I mean. Technically, Argentina is in one of the Americas, so I, I kind of want to adopt that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're, we're, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like Great Britain saying that, uh, you know, Andy Andy Murray, hey, he won for us. But yeah. is Scotland saying yeah. that, uh, ah, he's Scottish, yeah. he's Scottish, he's not English. <laughs> he's crap. He, he's a Scottishman. <laughs> he's not a British. Yeah. But, yeah, it just seems like that, uh, I don't, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. If, you, I, if you look at Rafael Nadal. Roger Federer, those guys, they crossed over. They were soccer players. I, yeah. I, I've heard several people say that they were good enough to maybe play professional soccer. Actually, they, you know who said that is Jose Mourinho, the uh, uh, British uh, soccer coach. Yep, said they were good he, enough. He said, he said um, I mean, obviously, uh, he coached Miguel Angel Nadal, who's the uncle of Rafa. He coached him down in Spain. The, the three-name person? What yeah, was that? another Spanish trinomial. Yeah, love him. So uh, so he was, of course, complimentary of Rafa's soccer skills. And he said, of course, you know, I'm so glad he didn't play soccer because look what he's done in tennis. Yes. So, yeah, it would be wonderful to have a few of those. And our guys have been inspired by Roddick, who was remarkable. I don't know that they they were inspired heavily by two of the actual – or two or three of the greats like Chang, Courier, and Agassi and Sampras. So we've got some great influences around here. And granted, kids today don't know who the heck Jimmy and Mac, you know, we mentioned them earlier. So as um, we can ask David and Darian. Do you guys should. Think, They're in their 20s. Are, do you know who Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe are? 
No clue. McEnroe. <laughs> there we go. McEnroe for sure. Okay. McEnroe for sure. Connor. Uh, hey, McEnroe for sure. You say as a, you know him as a player or, or as, as a, a broadcaster? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Better known for broadcasting or tennis. What years was he active for? See, there you go. Okay. He, yeah, he he before uh, you were born, like Coco Golf. Right in seventy-seven, yeah. like Coco Golf. Coco Golf is fifteen. He was about seventeen or eighteen, but he went through the qualies. That's three long, tough matches, uh-huh. and then got all the way to the semis of this Wimbledon, mm-hmm. uh, seventy-seven. So you could say he started in seventy-seven. He played at Stanford in seventy-eight, and he was winning slams seventy-nine through eighty-four, and still rolled a little bit to about ninety-two. Yeah, I know him as a TV guy. Then there we sure. go. There we go. Yeah. So just we, we, they proved our point. Yeah, they did. <laughs> right, they did. That's one okay. Of, Nothing one wrong with that. My, one of my early influences was Yannick Noah, '83 French Open champ. Uh, glorious, amazing watching him win that tournament. He and had the gap. I loved the gap. The, you know? Yeah, Between Letterman, the Elton John, <laughs> Yannick Noah. You'd have to say it those had the three. Space. At least yeah. it was. It was a good couple of millimeters. Mm-hmm. It was noticeable. It really. Yeah, and. Last time I was in France, my wife and I were there actually for our honeymoon, and I remember having a conversation with somebody talking about Yannick Noah, and of course people our age mm-hmm. saw him as a tennis player. Oh, yeah. The young kid behind the FNAC uh, counter, this is a store where you buy CDs or music or whatever, he knew Yannick Noah as a singer. As a singer, As a yes. pop star. Yeah, he's been, done very yeah. well over in France as yeah. a, a singer. Which... And here in the States, he's known as Joachim Noah's dad. Right. Uh, NCAA champ basketball, Florida. Right. And, and then he played for the Bulls, Bulls and, and the Knicks. And now, who's he I believe, Memphis. Okay. I know yeah. he's kind of been a journeyman here lately. Yeah, he had, yeah. But, yeah, he was, he was a good basketball player. Oh, or, or a really good basketball player. And I'm, if your dad's a world-class tennis player, I'm sure you and, get... and your dad's 6'4", and now that kid's got to be 6'7", or 8". Yeah, and mom was pretty tall, I think, too. Yes, a Swedish model, yes. if I recall, yes. and Joachim Noah, gap teeth. Gap teeth, too, yes, yes, yes. has the famous gap. He carried it on, I right. love it. Yeah, we, we like yeah. that. They didn't get braces, you know. That's... I was going to say, he, he grew up in the States, so there was a high chance for him losing that gap. Yeah, with some braces. With some orthodonture, yeah. But not, not, not the case. They kept it. But uh, so anyway, so so uh, men, we're just kind of in a tough time. It's yeah. just we're a little down. Women, we you know we've had Venus and Serena a long time. Yeah. But th- I think they're at the end of their career. Maybe Coco, Coco Beware might yep. be uh, coming up. Uh, hopefully, she's not another Melanie Udan that uh, you know graced the landscape for a number brief, of yeah. a brief period of time. One uh, had that great uh, U.S. Open run and never heard from again. Basically, yeah, I, I love the chances. I love the grounding and the parents and the stability and the big picture on Coco Golf. And I think we're all looking forward to her sustaining this brilliance. Yeah, yeah. it's been really good. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, American tennis, okay. you mentioned the men. Uh, we're doing really poorly in in the clay season, but we've got a few guys with a chance here. We, we talked about Tennis Sandgren, yes. Sam Query. Sam Query, we're, yes. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. Well, okay, uh, TFO. Francois, yeah, Francis. Francis uh, yeah. You know, and, and Is it Francois or Francis? Grass? Fra- uh, they go Francis, yeah. Is it Tiafo or TFO? Oh, good question, <laughs> yeah. We'd have to... Let's go back to, is yeah. it Senegal or where is it? Uh, Sierra Leone. Right, right. We'll have to really tomato, get the tomato. research going. Right, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, maybe it's grass. Uh, Isner obviously has done well here. He did lose, lose early uh, this time. But maybe it's grass that, that helps us with the big serve, big forehand national character. If I can get a little technical sometimes, it would be great if some of our guys learned a little bit more about 
the backhand, the slice, the moving in, the grinding, the patience, some of the things that some of these guys are uh, running circles around us with on other surfaces. I think we like offense here. And and I think these other countries are more defense, maybe some neutral minded. If you're thinking of offense, neutral defense, Americans like offense. They like scoring. We like uh, uh, football. It's all based on offense, baseball, you know, offense. Basketball, it's about scoring the three-point. You know, tennis necessarily isn't always about having good offense. It's about being able to play defense sometimes yeah. and, yeah. and working your way back into the point. You don't have to try to hit a shot uh, from 10 feet off the court for a winner every time. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's some of it. You know, just our upbringing. We're, yeah. all, we're more, mostly offensive-minded people yeah. and guys uh, like the offense, and maybe that's why we're doing better on the grass a little bit versus yeah. uh, maybe the clay. Clay doesn't reward offense all that much. It, it, uh, it rewards re- variety, and, you know, not all the Americans have that. Right. Yeah. So, But, uh, all right, also uh, let's talk uh, about, uh, oh, something that I know. Uh, yeah. Tennis news you can almost use. That's oh. in miscellaneous Musings. Let me just, um, for the folks at home, you've probably seen it. You may even be on his email list. But in case you're not, I just want to brag on my buddy CB1 here. Craig Bell has tennis news you can almost use. It's got a massive subscriber list. It is a comprehensive and funny email to read about once every, what, three, Uh, five weeks? Yeah, yeah, it depends on uh, what's going on around. Oh, sometimes it's two a month, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's it's, it's a couple, and then sometimes it's one every six weeks or so. Hopefully by next weekend I'll have something out. Uh, I've got some some stuff sitting in the the can right now, so to speak, that I need to to get out there that's kind of time-sensitive. But, uh, it, it's fun. It, it's, I started doing it about probably 15 years ago yeah. in some shape, form, or fashion, and it's kind of morphed into. Oh, I remember the print version. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. To, it's been fun to do it, and a lot of people enjoy my uh, uh, good old homespun uh, statements. Sometimes sayings and it's homespun. Uh, it's some fun vernacular. It's things like uh, job listings for tennis professionals. That's correct. Yep. It's. Uh, Sometimes it's product plugs. Sometimes it's uh, people send me stuff about events, that, you know, that are going on. Uh, uh, people send me, uh, you know, uh, looking for jobs. You yeah. know, pros looking for jobs. Uh, it, it's you know. often uh, philanthropic, altruistic, also because Craig will plug, um, you know, hey, this event is a benefit for this wonderful cause, yeah. like smashing childhood cancer or Special Olympics, and we need ball kids for this, or we need. We have sponsorship opportunities for that and things like that. So it's been, it's been a way for Craig to give back to the community and foster a serious, wonderful sense of community. And this is nationwide. Yeah. But when you talk to people here in Dallas and you talk to people in some other cities, which will go nameless, yeah. and they, they get it in other cities and the other cities say, whether they've been here or not, they say, gosh, you guys have quite a – Brotherhood of tennis pros the up presence, there, right. in, yeah, presence and and you guys all seem to like each other up there in Dallas. Yeah, you're not trying to knock each other's teeth out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate those who trust me and trust me with their information. Yeah, uh, I don't charge anybody for mm-hmm. it right now. Uh, uh, hey, if anybody wants to sponsor it, hey, we, no, no <laughs> don't do that because I don't. I don't want to have a deadline. No, you don't want that. Yeah, no, I, I don't like deadlines. I, yeah. I don't. I just do it when I want to and. When I need to get it out, because uh, it does take me about six or seven, maybe eight hours to get it out, because right. I put a lot of effort into it. You know, I 
put birthdays down from professional players to uh, you know, it's just some funny stuff. We have ten ten ricks. That was my new uh, uh, kind of uh, limericks verse with uh, with tennis. You know, ten ricks. We uh, we may have to get the men from Nantucket to be a, a musical <laughs> guest. <laughs> There you go. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny. Maybe they they have some tennis uh, uh, rhyming uh, capabilities as well. All right. Just for the heck of it, I happen to have a concert t-shirt on. Yes. Men from Nantucket. I did not know that. Space folk, yeah. Wow. Spacey guitar folk band. That's a current pop reference right there. Uh, It's as current as you can get because I saw them in concert Thursday night last week. They were here in Dallas? June 27th. In Denton, Texas, at Dan's Silverleaf, which is a just a really good local band venue. You know when local bands, they're like, oh, yeah, we got a couple club dates, and or, or, or we have, uh, they're nervous about playing a theater, but they're really great about playing this. Well, men from Nantucket at home anywhere, but this is one of those sought-after venues, and everybody loves it. Kind of like the Bucky's is right next door to the Bucky's. <laughs> It's probably the opposite of Bucky's. Oh, okay. I can't attest to how clean their bathrooms are, because <laughs> you know Bucky's are immaculate. And, and yeah, the, those of you who are listening outside our neighborhood, there's a local uh, iconic uh, company called Bucky's that's known for cheap gas and clean restrooms. Yeah. And I think it's more about clean restrooms and cheap gas, and then a bunch of Texas kitschy stuff. I mean, it's just it's a local uh, Texas. Uh, don't call it a gas station. You know, it's not a gas station. It's, it's gas much station. more than that. <laughs> I don't know. What you would call it? You, you know what? We, the last time I was there, uh, uh, we got yelled at for calling it the gas station. <laughs> what, what, what do they want you to call it? Super Superstore. Superstore. Oh, super ah, store, okay, yeah. Bucky Superstore. Yes, I will attest. I, I'm not a guy who gets a car wash often at those those places, but you know the brushes are clean. Everything's clean now. It's yes, like new, brand it's new, always good. And if it's anything like the bathrooms, um, it's spectacular. Quality. Yeah, do yeah. It. So do check it. out check out Bucky's. I don't but, think that's the full story, David. Staff, they're always nice. If you're getting yelled at. You must have been doing something. Good yes, they, they're always very nice. Welcome to Bucky's. Everybody, somebody's doing the cash register. Welcome to Bucky's. As the, the door the opens here. up. We're not, we're not disclosure. And we're not getting any money for mentioning Bucky's. But, not uh, at all. Yeah. But uh, if although, you like, although they have deep pockets, and I think you yes. may have started something. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I yeah. have. Uh, if anybody wants to send me a shirt, I wear extra yeah. large, and I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got 15 Bucky's locations right now, counting. So I, I uh, my my wife was uh, harassing me the other day. She goes, "Why do you have so many shirts with Bucky's on there?" I go, "Well, they're different cities, and they have names on them." I, I go, "She goes, that's so silly." And I'm like, "I know. I just that's just something uh, to pass the time, you know." Just good, yeah. And I'll pay you ten bucks if you get me an extra large or a double extra large. I don't, I don't mind uh, Bucky's Shrink t-shirts. That one down, yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, uh, so thanks to those who who might be interested in tennis news, you can almost use mm-hmm. if you are interested in getting on my email database hit us up at info at the net podcast.com info at the net podcast.com and by the way at is spelled out at at yes it's not the uh the uh character on the yeah info at at the net podcast yeah got it so if you want to get on tennis news or or talk to us or ask send us something send us an idea actually about uh what you'd like to see in future podcasts as well we'll talk about anything let's make good let's make good like craig said in the beginning he said we're an interactive podcast so let's make good on that yep and uh yeah engage with us and we'll 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 fire back we may even mention you on the air or if you don't want us to we won't we won't we're we're all over social media we really are we're we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on facebook yep Yep. Um, you can find us on uh, at the net podcast on the search bar right there, and and, and you can uh, reach us there. 
Yep. So we, we are equal opportunity communicators, right? Yep. Love it. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yep. Yep. All right. Four set. Let's move on to the four set. Let's we're go, go four. We're going. We're going deep into the to the night now. Four set. You know, we're going to talk a little uh, T talk or Texas talk. We're going to go a little local on the more regional level. Uh, those of you who are uh, in the Texas area uh, will uh, acquiesce to our Texas folks. We do. We did. Uh, Tex Mex Productions was over at the largest junior tournament. In the whole wide world, that would yep. be the USTA Texas the Slam. That is the the uh, junior culmination of uh, really in the. I would say it's it's kind of like the Super Bowl of junior tennis, but it's, really it's held in the summertime in, in Abilene. Yeah, and they're they're right at about, if I recall correctly, a thousand and fifty kids. There there were you know over in Abilene, Texas, when we were over there, it was right at about a month ago. We were talking with Rick Myers. Teaching pro, local teaching pro from the Abilene area. There are, I believe, right at, he said, close to a thousand. And they also have it's it's the highest level of tennis for girls and boys, twelves, fourteen, sixteens, and eighteens. Mm-hmm. And then they have a play-in tournament for kids. We have a three three uh, pronged uh, junior level challenger level is the. Uh, uh, kind of the novice level, we have the champ level for kind of intermediate, and then high level uh, is the top level, advanced level, super champ. Super champ. So they have a, a, an invitational tournament for the champ level, uh, the top eight kids in that, those age categories. And if you get to the finals, you're automatically held a spot into the uh, – uh, Super Champ tournament the the next next day or two kind of like a play in kind of like uh, if you get a wild card or you play from from the wild card standpoint into the into Wimbledon or the or the Slams much like that for uh, uh, the champs and that entered the Super Champs and I think actually I think it's the top four to get in uh, mm-hmm. pardon me if you get to the semifinals and you're automatically yep, into uh, into the to the the Slam but it, it's a very large junior tournament it was a lot of fun it's always uh, um, you know it's held all. Over the state, uh, the last three years, it's been in Abilene. Before uh, that, it was College, College Station. Station. Yeah, that's Texas correct. Texas A&M. And then before that, it was in Wichita facility. Falls. Yes, and then that was a very nice facility in uh, College Station on basically one venue. A&M has, what, 12 varsity courts and about 20 uh, intramural courts that are really nice as well. So they have all they on have campus, yeah. 32 courts right next to each other. That's a large facility. I think there may be just a couple other places where they played that tournament. In Abilene, they used 100 tennis courts. They used 100 tennis courts for this tournament, and they had 20 or 30 practice courts also, oh, too. That's impressive. They used courts all over the place. So and they, they broadcast live all over the world, yes. Tex-Mex Productions. Yes, Tex-Mex Productions. We, yeah. we hit uh, – uh, I'm trying to remember how many how many states. We we had over 7,600 views in with four matches. We we had you know quite an audience. We were talking to people on Facebook Live. Yep. We were using the USTA Texas site. So if you're interested in going back and seeing some quality tennis from from Texas kids, then uh, uh, USTA Texas Facebook page go down to about uh, June uh, 14th, 15th, or 15th, 16th somewhere in there, and you can watch uh, those matches from Abilene with uh, Tex-Mex Productions uh, producing the the uh, audio and video on that. Uh, um, you you mentioned um, we're calling it T Talk or Texas yes. Talk, and you know, number one, we are in Texas, but why else should we talk about Texas? Well, I, I just want to weigh in and say, you know, I've got s- such good friends in tennis hotbeds like Southern California, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, New York, and all of these teaching pros in those s- divisions or sections look at Texas for 
either rule changes, innovative things, or large events. And some of those have bigger tennis populations than us, but smaller events. One event that's probably similar in size is Ojai. Yes, I've and, heard that. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not the largest junior tournament in the country or in the world, but it's the largest tournament in general because they have college divisions. They have pro divisions, too. And a gal from here, Barbara Vikidalova. Yes. A Bentry uh, Country Club tennis pro. I've heard of her. You've heard of her. You gave her a job, and she's <laughs> so good. Uh, and I've uh, enjoyed having some practices with her and a nationally ranked kid around here also. And um, uh, she went to that tournament, Ohio, did really well, and now has WTA points. Yes, that, that's uh... – she went up there. Uh, that would be probably Ojai is in May. Yeah, yes. uh, April maybe. April, yeah. April, yeah, late May, April, Some, yeah, somewhere in that. Basically, time near the end yes. of the the college season. That's that's correct. Yeah. yeah, that's it's a huge tournament out in California. Yeah, Southern uh, Cal. Yeah, Barbara said it was just a fantastic event. Uh, the people were really nice. The venue was really nice. Uh, and she kept rolling. She won a she few did. matches. She that won a few matches, yeah. So she did did really well. And that that is the considered the largest tournament in the world when you actually yeah. add all players uh, involved in the event from juniors to adults. Uh, Ojai, uh, I think it ekes, ekes out uh, the old Coke tournament down in Houston, which, Houston. Was, held, which was held during the uh, Easter weekend. That was at one time considered the largest tournament in the world. In the world, yeah. But I think that uh, it's it doesn't hold that title anymore. That uh, Ojai has overtaken that, and I don't think the Coke they, they pulled off the juniors out of the Coke tournament. I know that that down in Houston, so it's at a different time. But they all used right. to do it all at the same time. So when you when you combine all events together like that, that's uh, that's those are quite large. I'm sure they use hundreds of courts in around the Ojai area. Impressive, yes. yeah. Yeah, for yeah. them to be able to pull pull that off. Yeah, so so shout out to Ojai, uh, the the Texas Slam. We've got a couple of other little events coming up that uh, people might want to take note. Sectionals coming up, uh, USTA Texas sectionals in the Dallas area. That's always a fun event. It's it's uh, always hot in Dallas in late August or late uh, July, early yep. August. Uh, there's always a few casualties that always have to don't get hydrated well enough, and it's uh, uh, you know it's not only is it mental, it's a physical event just from a heat standpoint. That, yeah, uh, two, two matches a day is not a picnic. No, not not in Dallas. Uh, yeah. Whether you're playing in the morning or in the afternoon, yeah, it's evening. moderate humidity in the afternoons. I, I would call it high highish humidity in the mornings. Even though the temperatures aren't crazy in the mornings here, but uh, in the afternoons it's 102 it, it, degrees. Yeah, in the shade. <laughs> yeah, it feels like 112, 118. Yeah. Yes. So you definitely want to have your sunscreen ready for that. Yeah. Those events. Uh, we also have uh, USPTA Texas has our summer retreat coming up. And All the USPTA Texas pros, right? This is something uh, we're involved in as USPTA Texas board. And this is one of those things where this is, as much as we're talking about Texas, this is of national scope because we have people from other divisions, other sections asking us about this because most of them don't do a second conference like we do. Yes. Most of them just do an annual one. one. We do too. Our annual one is fairly large and wonderful and well attended down at uh, the past few years at Horseshoe Bay. Horseshoe Bay. Which is in Marble Falls, Texas on Lake Lyndon Baines Johnson. Like LBJ. That's right. He's a good Texas guy. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the summer retreat is a blast. I want to give a a nice uh, bit of applause for 
Matt, Kel, and Mel. That is Matt Watson. We call him the Doc. Doc Watson. Yep. Mel McCree. He's from Lubbock, Texas. That's Lubbock Country Club. Swell Mel. Swell Mel. Swell Mel McCree. And uh, and Kelly Marshall from uh, Georgetown, Texas. That's correct. And she's in charge more. Am I right, Craig? With the educational Education. conference yes. kind of yes. stuff. Yep. Her, her and Matt both kind of put that stuff together along with Mel. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Kelly. Kelly and Matt do an excellent job putting this stuff together. And Mel. Craig gets to be a speaker. And for yes. the second year in a row, I get to help with things like the socials and the parties. Yes. The, yeah. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to have uh, – I heard there's some Padel that's uh-huh. going to be played at – we're at T-Barium Racket Club. If anybody's listening wants to come see what Padel is all that's about. That's an interesting sport. You can – it's kind of a synthetic grass. You can slide on it because there's some sand in it. You use almost a real – tennis ball yes and it feels pretty good on those thick foam rackets and it's a neat game i love it because like squash you can kind of play off those plexiglass walls that's a blast yes it's a fun game our buddy shout out to mike may down in houston that right. uh, put uh, padel on the u.s map and his wife belen yes, yes yeah she's a good player too they absolutely they are the king and queen of padel <laughs> yeah they they, they are uh, they have a actually a little padel uh setup uh, at uh, over on the east side of town, they bought a house, and they they've uh, as Houston goes, you know, it's a quirky place. There's no yeah. zoning. Yeah, it's, uh, Houston's <laughs> wild, right? Yeah, so yeah, Pat Elgort's in the middle of a of a residential <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's that's Houston. That's quirky Houston. They, they actually love it. Everybody I talk to down there, they're like, oh yeah, that's what we love about this town. Yeah, you, you can have a high rise and then Seven Eleven and then yeah. you know somebody's house next door all yeah. to each other. It's it's not as bad as it's. It, uh, Seems, but yes, there is no zoning in the city of Houston proper. And and, and mind you, it's massive. It's as big as Chicago. It's oh, a huge city. It, it is very large, yeah. you know, down in there. But uh, shout out to USPTA Texas and uh, the good things that are coming up on August 16th and 17th. Lastly, in the fourth set, actually, uh, before we get to the this last thing, yeah. I want to give a shout out. We're, this is we're talking T talk. Congrats to the UT men. Pushing home the the, the W at huge NCAA's congrats. D1, man. That's that's huge that was a, for the Longhorns. Yeah, it was a nice upset over a really strong Wake Forest team. Who that's was correct. Ranked between number one, two, and three in the defending champions, the entire, I believe. Yeah, and the entire season they weren't ranked below three, and Texas barely won the Big Twelve tournament over Baylor. Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. Texas beat Baylor in the regular season, then lost to Baylor in the Big 12 final. That's correct. And went in uh, seated pretty high, if I recall. They, they, they hosted a Super or Regional so. or something. They yeah, did. Good, they yeah. did. And they, they bounced a few teams like California, Berkeley. And then when they went to Florida, they just rolled. They and caught they, lightning in a bottle. They, as they really thought. did. And, you know, I know they were missing their coach who was involved in – and a lot of national and international level controversy. Yeah, look, look, you can look that up if you want yeah, to. We we're not gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, bad deal, but, but but a good deal on the, on the bright side. Boy, that that was an excellent team. That, but interim coach did a fantastic job. Is now the full time coach. They won the whole darn thing. This is Bruce Burke, as yes. a friend of many friends of ours in the college in the tennis coaching community, and uh, yeah, UT had. You know, I, I found this hard to believe when I read it. Texas hadn't won men's Division One tennis nationals. Never, never have. They've been close. They've had some great players: Kevin Kern, Steve yep. Denton, won yep. NCAA's. A uh, couple of guys a couple of years ago, David Hallner, uh, got to the finals. Hallner, local Dallas yep. kid, right? Right, Plano at least. Yep. Uh, you know they've they've uh, 
punched a few individual things across the board and had some really good players, but not a whole team title yeah. ever have they punched that. With all the great Dave Snyder teams, Coach Snyder teams. Never. Coach Snyder c- coached a quick aside here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no good. I taught at an academy in Northern California 24 or 5 years ago. I was in grad school. Steve Bryan, who played at UT mm-hmm. and played the ATP Tour, came and spoke to the kids that were in our little academy. And this wasn't a, a sleepover kind of academy. It was just a, it was an afternoon. Train it, was, and- it was it was more of a really good club program, and uh, at not a club but at a public place. That guy came. He spoke for an hour. He had, you know, coffee and apples and bananas and snacks with the kid, Gatorade, whatever. I remember he had a jean jacket that would be considered kitschy now. It was one of these, not acid washed, but close, actual Levi's jean jacket with the pastel colored Pete Sampras uh, ATP tour stick man on the logo. back. Yeah, the serving man. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, man, where do you get one? That's incredible. Where do you get one of those, yeah, you Steve? Know, yeah. And back then there was no uh, online massive online tennis retailers. It was just. You kind of had to have had to points know. and get it, and he was on the tour, and he spoke, and I thought that was his swag. University gave of him. Texas, and maybe that colors my perception that oh, I'm sure UT won, you know, the Nationals at some point. Never but had. They were just always top ten, or almost always. They've top been 10. around the conversation a oh, lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot, but just yeah. haven't really ever punched it over. And there's been such. I mean, Texas in itself. Uh, the whole state, you know, you've got TCU, you've got Tech, A&M, Baylor, you know, TCU, Houston, A&M. Rice over the years, Trinity. I mean, there's been Trinity, SMU. Absolute powerhouse in the 60s, 70s, oh my God. And 80s. Yeah, yeah, SMU with Dennis Rawls yeah. and those guys. I mean, yeah. the, it, it was if you just did a Texas swing around this this uh, state yeah. from the you know 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, 90s, you're, it was black and blue. You yeah. know, you were it was yeah. like the SEC. Yeah. You know, the SEC is considered the the premier. Uh, conference probably in absolutely in our, our cousins on the in the southeast would say that about the ACC now with Virginia and Wake doing so well Clemson historically so good the SEC like you mentioned Florida and you know it's, Just, like yeah. you said it's Mississippi Mississippi it's State, basically LSU, half the top twelve is Georgia SEC yeah, teams right and our friends and cousins on the west coast would say the same about Pac twelve Pac twelve for sure Stanford yep. UCLA Cal yep. uh, yeah Stanford's course, had S- the premier program with SC, Dick Gould. Yes, UW had a few great yes. years. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of great programs around, but you know, yeah. Texas. You know, it, I think it takes a little, a little luck in there. At the same time, you know, skill, you know, obviously, yeah. but uh, sometimes it's just your time. And this, this. Uh, so shout out to the, the Longhorn down in Austin. Happy you mentioned it. That's, that was a yeah. great one. Yeah, that just came off the top of my mind when we were talking about Texas. Talk like well, we need, done. we need to mention Mentioned. something about those guys. Then also, there's there's another facility being built, hopefully in the Austin area called. Indigo Ridge, what the USTA Texas is putting t- together right now, a big, huge complex that uh, Van Barry and the and the, the USTA Texas have been promoting and trying to really get this thing to come across uh, as a, a home for Texas tennis, obviously USTA Texas in the North Austin area out in the Cedar Park area. Yeah, I saw the renderings. How many courts is that? It was about 50. No, I thought it was about 50. It was like... Huge, like forty to fifty, in between forty and fifty. That's, it was, uh, it was ha- impressive. That's half the size of the national campus over in Florida. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's one of those kind of regional centers that would be utilized probably heavily for, you know, the UIL state championships or maybe even college, you know, Excellent. college cha- championship. I, I mean, I can't imagine all the tournaments, all the events, all the the things that uh, USTA Texas can do at Indigo 
Ridge. I know it's not necessarily a done deal, but they're, you know, it's in the conversation now. There's been articles. There's been uh, a lot of talk about uh, Indigo Ridge. Uh, Van has, has uh, really done a great job in his team it, with uh, getting this all together. They, uh, it's a serious, I think, in serious consideration right now. Is it uh, in? Uh, is it met with any? opposition is there any controversy with this i don't think so you know i think that, that it was part of a development that uh uh, uh real commercial, estate yeah real estate yeah. there's a bunch of other things that are being planned around the, the area homes uh, homes condos yeah, that kind of thing, hotels yeah. all that kind of oh, stuff wow, yeah. yeah indigo ridge if you if anybody wants to see it type in indigo ridge cedar park texas and, and they're going to figure out uh, really fast that's a it's a development that uh uh, you know, people would want to be a part of that. Uh, kind of like uh, the PGA moving to Frisco. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, Texas is becoming that that kind of. There's a lot of things going on in in the in the state of Texas. A lot of companies, corporations. There's a lot of buzz going on. Especially, it's a good time to be in tennis in the the great state of Texas at the moment. Love it. Yep. Love so, it. so that that that's the fourth set. Let's go on to the fifth set. This will the be our last set. set of season. One episode one. We've had a lot of fun talking right now. We have. This has been a blast. And as Boris Becker once said, the fifth set is not really about the tennis. It's about the heart. Yes, it is. And this yeah. is the heart. The heart Here of, we are. Fifth set, baby. Right. Uh, so this this we're going to call, this is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, Travel <laughs> and Leisure. Oh, my goodness. And one day our guest will be Robin Leach. Robin Leach. <laughs> Robin Leach. But today it's just AJ and Craig right. and uh, Travel and Leisure. What are yeah. we thinking? Well, I was thinking... What what can we what what are some great places that uh, could be local could be national maybe international even what's uh, what what are your thoughts kind of locally I always said the Four Seasons you know over where I worked you earlier worked there in, in for a while there yes, are indoor very nice. courts There's oh yeah four indoor and golf kind of course a nice stadium there too mm-hmm. and you can't get much better in terms of hotel Four Seasons pretty 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 swanky yeah. pretty swanky digs there used to be the home of the Byron Nelson before That's it moved right. to uh, its uh, current location down in South Dallas but the, you know the Four Seasons is really nice uh, you you were mentioning something else i, I believe another place that uh, is pretty pretty nice oh here right here in texas yes. horseshoe bay i'm partial to it number one we do have our conference there but that resort is on the lake they have red clay courts yeah i'm, I'm yes kind of partial gonna, to that yeah, i'm gonna love that that's a rare treat in uh, in america in general so to have some red clay is really neat so I, that's where i would want to go but gosh if we're talking travel and leisure National yeah. Campus. National Craig, Cam- you were actually just yeah. there. Tell the, us the about the uh, the home of American Tennis. I've been down there. I think I've been there three times now. Already, yes. and it's only been open a couple of years. A couple of years. I've been yeah. down there three times, twice for some USPTA meetings, and once for playing purposes from uh-huh. USTA Texas. We com- qualified. That's yeah. Right, you competed. Your old team fart did. tennis. Old, yeah. old fart tennis. We got. Yeah, you know, we were lucky enough. To, we had to play on the clay, though, unfortunately. And, yeah. But we did well. We we got second. We, we had to play the team from from Southern, and they yeah. ended up beating us because they're from Hilton Head, and they're used to playing on clay a yep. lot more than uh, the. Uh, Guys from Texas were more hardcore players, but that what an unbelievably nice facility. I, I know that if you were watching the NCAA's, mm-hmm. they were definitely out of. Uh, they were using the college campus site, which is twelve courts. When you yeah, walk into six, the six, yeah, it, all those, and it's over to the as you walk into the right, and then you've got. Uh, basically another 90 courts that are spread out over on on the left when you walk in it's just it's an unbelievably nice place they have all sorts of stuff going on this is a podcast but if you were reading this at home you'd read 90 courts and think that's a typo no and, and it's, it's not it's not the case yeah you, it, it is it is as large as what you think and they're thinking about building more indoor they, they've they've had some opportunities for uh 
some matches and things like that. They've been rained out that they, they think that uh, they're going to build. They have five indoor courts, I think, right now. They think they're about maybe five to ten more, they, and they have the space. I mean, there's that Lake Nona project like we were talking about, Indigo Ridge, is uh, a massive complex of, not, of uh, just a bunch of stuff. There's going to be, I think, the home of American rugby is going to be right next door to uh, the home of American tennis. There's, you know, the, the home of American tennis, H-O-A-T, we're calling it the HOAT. What are we calling the home of American rugby? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, if, yeah, everybody can, can uh, think of it. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. I oh, had yeah. to do it. That was pretty fast. I, I was like, oh, I had to think about that. Yeah. I mean, that rhymes with bore. You know, right? that, that's yeah. at least 10 improv classes. That, that's it. Yeah. That's right. That might be, that might get the fart sound, the, <laughs> you know, David. <laughs> we talked about if, if we were, uh, sometimes might have a faux pas that you might hear a fart sound, you know, that, that uh, covers up when we're uh, going back and broadcasting. Yeah, we're, we're never going to be beeped. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't we don't work blue a ton, but if yeah. we will, yeah. we won't be beeped. We will be Beep. raspberried. Right. We'll be farted. Farted. Everybody yeah. likes a good fart Everybody. Joke. Farts, you know, you know, kick to the crotch, you know, th- those kind of things. It, that always brings a smile to everybody's face, doesn't always. it? Always. That's good. That's good. Uh, it's good. It's good audio. You know, everybody can can sympathize with and empathize with that. But the um, back to the the home of American tennis. Right, it's, right. it's unbelievable. Lake Nona is a huge complex that was started many years ago, but just all of a sudden came on the the scene uh, right next to the Orlando Airport. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, you can almost see the the. Uh, uh, pilots' faces. As, as, <laughs> I mean, it's every thirty seconds. It's thirty seconds to a minute, and they're just like coming over you all the time. It's crazy. I, I, one of my best friends was actually married at Lake Nona Country Club in nineteen ninety four. Pretty swanky place. It was swanky, and you could see the curvature of the earth. Like there was a lot of land there, and now obviously there's less and less. But as you pointed out, Craig, there's still a ton of land, and they're developing oh, they're doing things. and yes. more and more, and it's. It's an impressive. It was an impressive place in '94, and but ever since then, I remember LGE, Lair, Grapple, and Etchberry. Yep, they based out of there. Sort of based base out of there, and it's just done nothing but grow. There, there's a huge hotel that should be ready uh, oh. in, in maybe next year, right next door to the home of American Tennis. There's also uh, one of the the big four accounting firms has their world headquarters they're they're going to average i think over a thousand maybe two thousand people a week coming to this campus uh that they, that they have for training you know international training on accounting it, it in the next five years this place is going to be unbelievable you know, down so in the lake nona area not just uh disney world anymore oh no no no, no. and then uh, that's where our uspta our tennis pro organization that uh we're members of that's where our Home is we moved from Houston Was to Houston, yep. Yep, Lake Nona uh, three or four years ago. Brand new building, uh, right? Sits uh, we share a kind of a parking lot with USDA Florida, uh, and it's about a hundred yards away, basically, as the crow flies from the home of American Tennis. So it's mm. it's a really impressive Lake Nona is is very impressive. Uh, it's a very nice uh, feather in the cap for. The USTA folks, it, uh, I'm sure it was, it was controversial. It is controversial out there, but I think it's a nice facility. And, and you know, goodness, I mean, who wouldn't like to to be there, work there, play there? I mean, so if, if you're thinking about places to play tennis and looking looking into places, you know, I think you got to put Lake Nona at the at one of the tops of the tops of the of the uh, of your your list, and, and especially. Uh, 
if you haven't been there, it's 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 a great place to play. Mm. But but I also want to think about before we really kind of enter the uh, in the fifth set in the podcast. Yeah. What about East Coast versus West Coast? Oh, I mean, yeah. how many other places are out there on the East Coast versus the West Coast? You're you're an international man of international <laughs> travel. You know, tell us a little bit about what you think. Okay, so West Coast. You've been on the West Coast a little bit. Oh, so I mean, there's the there's the resorts like the Claremont Hotel up in Berkeley, California. There's uh, Aviera down in the uh, SoCal. La Jolla Beach and Tennis, so many people from the middle of the country go there. Yeah, La Jolla, that's our good for, friend Conan uh, Lorenzo. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's the pro out there. Shout out to Conan. Hey, Conan. And uh, Not and, the barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> and not the late night talk show host. That, that's right. With the red hair, yeah. Right. So he, um, yeah, they've got, yeah, they've got the surf and the sand and the sea and tennis. And the weather's so darn, you mentioned east versus west. We extolled some of the virtues of the national campus and the southeast, but, um it is always nice weather out there, and even at noon or three or four o'clock, those courts are full. Yeah, at people those resorts out there in the west. Then yeah. they have a nice little chill, you know, at night. And they put their cardigans on. And they need it. Had their martinis, you know, shaken, not stirred. Fog rolls in, and you can, <laughs> yeah, you can have something, you can have something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, some very nice places out in uh, the California area. I, I don't know if you favor East Coast versus West Coast. You've got Hilton Head and all the magnificent facilities that are around uh, yeah. Sea Island. Honestly, uh, I just like saying South Kagalaki. South, like, South, oh, yeah, yeah, pretend yeah. I'm a local one over there. Yeah. Right. Well, that's like Kushkiden. Right? <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Mikhail Kushkiden. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just one of those funny-sounding uh, names. I'll say that again. Where is it? Uh, South Kakalaki? South Kakalaki. Or Mikhail Kukushkin. You know, uh, no, South Kakalaki. Where's yeah. that? Oh, that's South Carolina. Is it really? That's, yeah, just like in North Carolina, some locals in that in that dialect, oh. the, that Outer Banks uh, strange dialect. They have their dialect. own language? They are non-rhotic. You, you, can't, you can't hear them say the letter R. Really? And they'll say North Carolina or yeah. North Kakalaki. North Kakalaki. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. South Kakalaki. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Never heard that. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. They even have a language. It's called Gullah Gullah, and it's typically the lowest of the low country, and it's those islands off the coast. Okay. Perhaps, the Outer Banks? Yeah. Oh, that's North Carolina. And in South Carolina, like, um, you know, all those little islands that, that you have to take a boat to, and their dialect never changed from 17-whatever. It's wow. called Gullah Gullah? Yeah, Gullah Gullah. I Gullah Gullah? spelled... Our listeners at home can debunk if if they'd like. You can go on Snopes or all those great sites. But it's G-U-L-L-A-H space G-U-L-L-A-H. Gullah Gullah. Yeah. Hmm. Lugga Lugga. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's one of those languages in America. I mean, obviously, we think of English, Spanish, a couple pockets of I've never heard of Gullah Gullah. Gullah, Gullah I'm going to have to go look at that. Oh, Creole is another language Creole, here in America. Yes, right. So I don't, think it's, I don't think Gullah Gullah is on the level of Creole in terms of popularity sure. in Louisiana and all that, but it's 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 in there. There's something there. It exists and it sounds awesome. Wow, I, yeah. I did not know that. See, you, yeah. you, most people won't realize all the the fun things they're going to learn on this podcast, right? I, at I'm, the net, I'm about to tear up a little bit, but I just want to say how much I love this sport. And um, in, in a way, when you play college tennis in America, the, you get to meet people from other countries, but you also get to travel to some small college towns. And, and I played. Yes. For a smallish college, and when we, uh, when you travel, you learn so darn much. And I want to encourage, you know, most interesting a, place that you played college tennis. Then oh tell me that. Goodness. I can tell you mine. I know that. I've already got it. But where, where, where'd you play? You know, come on, give me one. Because of recency bias, I'm going to say Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston College of Charleston. Because uh, that cool C-O-C, town. Coc, huh? Yeah. Wow. I, I I'd have to say that was probably one of the most. Interesting. And the other one is. 
University of the South, Sewanee. Um, it's up in the hills. I, am I misremembering this? Maybe y'all can do some research for me, but do they have two golf courses on the campus? It's a remarkable really? little campus. The University it's a of town South? in the middle of Tennessee, yes. kind of in the hills up there. Two golf courses so on Swan. campus. And it may just yeah. be one, but that's pretty cool. That's Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a cool deal. So now. great time up there. And maybe I would say... Uh, no, most, how about most interesting? I mean, interesting. Like, you know, I mean, is there an interesting... I mean, these are, these are nice, obviously. And, yeah. What most unique, most interesting, most fascinating... But like I said, I still have my mind. Mine, mine, it's going to blow you away, but you'll never figure this out. I'm going to put a plug in for a satellite I played in the huge tennis tradition country of India. India. And some of their courts are grass. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, and some of their courts are made of cow dung. Oh, chips. Wow. And, Got some chips. And, <laughs> you know, I know people are, are always will ask, oh, does it smell bad? Is it weird? It's just like a hard court that you can slightly slide on, and I love those courts because if you hit a kick serve, it sits up. If you hit a slice backhand, it stays low, and it's a brilliant court to play on. So I'd have to say one of the most interesting play, uh, places to play is that. Craig, no, your I want, turn. No, I want to – if oh, it rains, what happens? If it, if it rains, do you do – you... <laughs> You know, I wish I had an answer for that, but I wasn't there during monsoon oh. season. And it was always something like 95 degrees and hot okay, and dry. It's, when but you, I was you there. went and washed your hands afterwards, didn't you? <laughs> you? You dive for every ball you need to. You go for it, man. You, you don't take, worry about You the... take a shower later, Craig. Right. <laughs> this is tennis. This is the great game. You got to give it a. It's like boom, boom, you know, you know uh, diving at Wimbledon, yeah. right? And skinning his knee, right? Yeah, there's no time for uh, washing your hands in the middle of a match. No, no. You don't think about that, huh? We're not OCD. I know yeah. one of our greatest players in the world ever is a little, a little OCD. Uh, he, but no. he, you think he's ever played in India? I bet he has. <laughs> <laughs> On cow dung? Cow chip court? court I cow bet chip? It was, if he did, I know Vavrinko won Chennai a couple times, but by then everything's hard court. I'm talking 80s, yes. early 90s. I'd heard was, about those. I'd ventured over there. We'll have to grass ask and cow dung. Our buddy Sujay Lama in Nepal, if they have any... He, we, chip we talked about that, and he said he's played on them. He never played down there. His brother Raj mm. played at the South Club, which is in Calcutta, and amazing grass courts. And not, yeah. cow, not, not cow chip? No, and they looked exactly the same because our friend, friend of the podcast, Isaac Vandermerva, he's a South African Davis Cupper, current men's assistant at Baylor University. He The last couple of times he played a tour event, it was a challenger on the exact same courts, South Club, grass courts in Calcutta. If you look at Raj's pictures and Isaac's pictures, it looks like the same place. Same same place. It, it, it hadn't it, changed. It won't change. The time. Like, the, it, like it's it's that rooted in that. Time stamp. That, uh, I guess you'd call it early 19th, no, uh, early 20th century, late 19th century tradition of grass court tennis. And they were all whites there also, too? Do you have That's to? a good question. Because uh, it's a British colony. I don't think they require it. I don't think they require it. So the, you, you can have a little color in your clothing? You're going to get me started because they called it predominantly white. And when you watched Wimbledon back then, it was white with some color. Correct. And now it's white with white. just a logo. You better you better not have much yeah. more. Yeah, because I've heard some people get fined for and they make them go back and it's, change. It's one of the only things in life, I think, where rules have gotten more stringent. It's all England club. At the rather all than club. less. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much. Ooh, Joe Willie has a little pink on his. Uh, we're watching. The, That's Wimbledon so borderline feet. right there. That's that Stella pretty, McCartney is so borderline. It's got a little, just a little racing stripe down yeah. from his uh, pocket. 
on his uh, left and right hip. You know they they groused about it. I'm sure that they you know there probably had to be a committee that uh, had to look into it. Uh, it must be, uh, yeah, months they, ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, they, so the they, court they, they gave them the nod. They gave them the nod. It's Stella McCartney, yes. uh, daughter of Paul McCartney. That's correct. Who's knighted? Sir right? Paul. Yeah, Sir Paul. Sir Paul, Sir Andy. You so know, we're okay. They're okay. Yeah. No. So so my court is. Oh, yeah. One one to mention a shout out in Kansas, our Kansas City, Kansas. So th- this is there's no this is no uh, uh, place where anybody would be wanting to uh, drive to. That's for sure. It was we were playing in junior college. I went to junior college, yeah. and I was uh, in our Kansas City, Kansas downtown. There's a, a huge uh, train that's in the park. I don't know how they got it there. But it, there's a big train. Anybody can get on it. You know, it's an engine, big steam engine, you mm-hmm. know, way back. But the courts have about, let's see, about, I would say, from the double sideline to the grass, there might be three feet. <laughs> so if you're you're getting pulled out wide with uh, your serve, you're running into the grass. If anybody has ever seen yeah. Craig Bell play, he's got a huge serve, period. But I don't want to play him on that court if he's serving. <laughs> it was half concrete, my, half grass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to serve us off the court if you're. Oh, oh if, it was always on that the wide court. Forget it. Yes. He's right-handed. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. So they had two courts, grass, two courts, grass. I mean, so you you could pull people in the deuce or the ad court, and there wasn't much room between the baseline and the fence. So you could you could run people back and forth and all around. And the best part of this, it felt like the twilight zone. Uh-huh. The lights were those 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 canned lights. They were hanging down, but they were on a thread, basically one wire. So it was really windy. Windy. It was windy, and the lights were going back and forth and swinging back and forth. I can still remember this back in 1979 or 1980. Oh. Looking around, you couldn't see, and these lights were swinging, and you just see you know, the uh, steam engine over here, and you're going, I'm in the twilight zone. There is, you know, where's Rod Serling? He's, he's got to yeah. be here. Who's punking me? You know, there's there's got to be somebody... I- Alan Funt. Alan Funt, too. If yes. we're going to go yes. to 79, that yes. era. Yes, yeah. yeah, candid camera. It was yeah. a candid camera moment because we were all just kind of looking around going, there's no way, you know, that you know, this, that any other place. I, I don't think they had steel nets, but it was about that bad. You know, it was concrete courts, grass, concrete and grass, because like I said, you could, you could swing somebody out wide, Love and it. they'd be running on grass, and then there was these lights that were just terrible, and they were just on a strand, and they were the wind was just blowing these, you know, maybe two lights down, each uh, one on each side of the court, basically, and you just look around, and you're going, oh, man, this is just, <laughs> it was, know, it's very surreal. That, that's, that blows us away, and it actually reminds me a little bit of one of my favorite writers, um, David Foster Wallace. He's not with us anymore, but... He wrote uh, a few essays. The most notable was in, um, I believe it was the New Yorker magazine. It was Roger Federer as Religious Experience. That's probably his most famous tennis piece. He wrote Infinite Jest, which is triple as uh, triple the size is of that, that book? book you were reading. Yes. Yeah, Story behind so the story. It's, it's the size of my hand. I mean, it's just a thousand pages or something. War and Peace. <laughs> it's that big, yeah. Well, David Foster Wallace wrote a, um, I guess you'd call it an anthology book. Short stories, maybe four or five stories, five or six stories. The title of the book was a Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again. And some of them were funny, like the Illinois State Fair. He grew up in southern Illinois. And one of them was a pretty serious, reflective essay on his days as a junior tennis player. And he claims to have been not that good a junior, though he did play in an, uh, college tennis at a NESCAC school, which is a pretty good level, mm-hmm. over in Connecticut somewhere, sure. I believe. He um, talked about how he had such an advantage when he moved to the East Coast coming from the windy Midwest. Correct. 
He knew. He was used to play in the wind. Yeah, and he he even added a lot of color to it. I don't know how true this is, but he felt like he knew where the cracks were on certain public courts and high school courts, and he would use that to advantage. To advantage. Yeah, and he embraced the wind, and it really, you know, in the moment, it's you know, wind is either an advantage or a disadvantage for everybody pretty equally. But when he went over there, sort of like you hear about Andre Agassi saying, "Oh no, I grew up in." Southern Nevada, Las Vegas, like I, yeah. I love the wind. I know how to play. Like it. it's weird when it's not windy, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe folks uh, in your Kansas City, what's the name of the city again? Arkansas. It's not Kansas City. It's yeah. Arkansas. It's, it's not Arkansas City. Yeah. It looks like Arkansas City yeah. here in Arkansas, right. and it's the so the river that runs through the town is the Arkansas River. But when you hit Ar- when you hit Arkansas, it's the Arkansas River. Same Our, river. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our audience right now. F- uh, international somewhere is probably like, oh, they're both Arkansas. Right. No, it's Arkansas yeah. and Arkansas. So, so it depends on which part of the, the, the state line you're on because it's Arkansas City, Kansas, Cali County Community College. Great. Yeah. It, it was Quad C. Quad C is Quad up C, there. just like in, in We have Plano. one here, Collin County Community, Community College. College. This right. is Cali County Community College. And it was, uh, it was the most surreal place, like I said, to play because I thought the Twilight Zone, you know, you have entered into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Rod yeah, I was like, oh okay, my folks. Craig said he wasn't going to do an impression, but he did. I did. I almost he, got it. He Woo-hoo. just did. <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> you are now in the twilight zone. Something tells me the guys twisting and tweaking the dials, D Mac and David D. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fart noise they, right there. They may, they may pay the, or, or they'll pay three bucks for the Twilight Zone organ music. Right. Yeah. Yes, you might be able to. Put, we'll, uh, we'll get it in there somehow. Is that in the budget? Somehow. That's is in, that the, in budget. the budget. Text Max might, might be in the budget. Yeah. We might yeah, have we'll to get say. It in a free mini well, version. But uh, <laughs> what did you say? Free mini version. Free, free mini version. There you nice. <laughs> well, our our patrons will get exclusive uh, content one day on that. That's right. Re- that's correct. Well, it's been a fun time. I think that's the end of the fifth set. About right there. I think that uh, we've we've hit up all the highlights for season one, episode one. It's been tremendous. Uh, all these five sets have been great. We've had some fun titles. We will have some other ones like Get Off My Lawn, where yes, uh, two <laughs> old man, two middle aged men rant about something. Did you or want another. To shout out? You were going to do a Get Off My Lawn real fast. Uh, my favorite Get Off My Lawn reference right now, at least, is is not from somebody my age or Craig's age, and we're both pretty close in age it's from a guy a little older um we've got the netherlands playing uh the u.s women's national team in soccer tomorrow in the finals of the world cup right that's correct really big deal big deal over in france it's uh it's going to be i think it's going to be a close match it's going to be well contested i know there's a lot of controversy i don't care to politicize anything but i think it's just hilarious that there's a there's a, a gif is it a gif or a gif young guys what do you got it's a gift. It's a, a gift. gift? That's what like I a gift? Yeah. <laughs> like it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a gift. Not GIF. I always thought GIF. I know I know the first I know, I know graphic first, something it's, file. It's, graphic yes. image file. Graphic image file. There That's it is. It. Okay. okay. There we go. Hey, we're... Yeah, well, leave it Te- to the 50-year-old to uh, teach yeah. an old dog new <laughs> yeah, tricks. Yeah, I love it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That, there you so, go. Absolutely. So the get off my lawn segment, if there is one. At least today. Before we close. Before we, yeah, close, before we close. I think we always need to get off my lawn. Let's do it, right. man. Why okay. not? So so here's Megan Rapinoe. Um, it's just a gif of her on the White House lawn. And there's the president on the steps. And she finds a soccer ball. And she repeatedly kicks him in the crotch with the ball. And it's just, it's always going to be funny. Like down here, right. funny. You know, I'm like pointing below diaphragm, breathing, laughing, right? Well, 
any any fart noises or ball uh, busting uh, always is always funny. Always, America's funniest home videos will always have a career, yeah. even even if it's not very original. It's always going to be funny. And then, of course, the get off my lawn segment today is the rebuttal from the maybe you can say it's the Trump fan side is a little text bubble over his head like. You know, what's this kid doing on my lawn? Like, you just got <laughs> the feeling. Get off my lawn. You got the feeling that it was a 73-year-old with a New York accent. Like, you know, yeah. like, get off my You're lawn. Fired. You know? Yeah, you're fine. Get off my lawn. So, fifth set and a little bonus coverage for you. And, uh, gosh, I just wanted to say what a blast this that was. was Darren and David, thank you. Yes. Craig, always a remarkable honor and pleasure to oh, hang with you. In your let presence, alone, man. Let alone broadcast with you. Oh, this is fun. This is you know, we 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 went. I didn't know how long we were going to go, yep. but we, we've been going over two hours. At oh, the moment. it's it's natural. And folks at home, this is probably going to be one hour and nine minutes on the average. <laughs> we're not going to go two hours all the time. We went a long five sets, and yes. why? Well, because that's kind of what we want. You know, in the next few days, and I certainly want that for. Uh, for Wimbledon, for a lot of these. Well, we have a lot matches. more content. We, we've got Texas barbecue talk. We, we need to talk a little bit right. barbecue. We've got nutrition. We've got other things in the can. So, oh, to speak. don't forget guests. Uh, you, we got real guests. Quick, you want to preview a couple of? Uh, uh, well, why don't we not mention names yet? Because I want that to be kind of special. Yes, yeah. Special. Yeah, we've got special guests coming on, and yeah, we're we want to talk what nutrition, nutrition, pro tennis, pro tennis, coaching, coaching uh, you name it. Yeah. You know, we, we we're going to have pop to- culture, pop music. culture, pop culture, music. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't just anything that's kind of tennis-related. The, the people might be tennis-related, but they're going to be all sorts of topics uh, that uh, we, need, we need to have fun with. I mean, because the great game is great, but also, too, we got to have fun and It's enjoy. about the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Story behind the story. Story yeah. behind the story. Love it. Right. But it. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, I think, for, for Season 1, Episode 1. We've, we're off to a good start. We're off to the races. Uh, we've got so many things to uh, talk about. And like I said, if somebody has anything that they would like to hear us talk about on their mind, you know, we're open, we're interactive. Yes. Uh, I I always make fun of the the ones who say, okay, don't forget to hit the like button and the (laughs) subscribe to ring the bell, you know, and they're so emotionless when they say it. So I just want to say thank you to the production crew. Yes. Huge shout out. Tex-Mex productions. Yes. Vantaggio dry socks. And, I want to turn it over to David. Any um, quick housekeeping notes, like how people access this and the website? Absolutely. So we're all we're going to be uploaded on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud to start off, and then we're going to go on iTunes. And uh, I got to pull up my phone out for this because I completely forgot the name of this app. Uh, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Spotify. We're going to be on Spotify, and then if you listen to podcasts. Uh, anywhere else on an app or something, uh, just let us know on on Twitter or any other uh, social media handler out there. Uh, just to let us know what, where you guys listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll do our best to get our get our content on there. Wonderful, DMC. Thank you, Dave the Brain. Thank you, and listeners. Thanks for listening to podcast number one. That's S one S one E one of the At the Net podcast. Be sure to tell a few friends. And that's the tennis news as it seems to us. Good night and God bless. (laughs) All right. Thank you, CV.